0: This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can take control of the airwaves if you dial toll-free to 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line. And tonight, it's Ian here with you. And Dale. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Get got a lot of features on the site. We give them away, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. Starting things out here tonight, of course, we'll take your calls if you make them about anything. Uh, That is the point of the program. Uh, Otherwise, I want to let you know we are going to be doing a live show uh, on Saturday night. Just in case people were wondering, it's going to be Independence Day and uh, Free Talk Live will be live on Independence Day. So please keep that in mind as the weekend approaches. Uh, But the news out of Sweden is about the Pirate Bay and is not good news. Uh, of course, we've covered the Pirate Bay's uh, legal case here on this program in the past, how it is that uh, they lost uh, their case, and they had uh, essentially, they had said they were going to keep going. They said that uh, they weren't going to pay the fines and that the Pirate Bay has distributed servers all around the uh, the Internet. Of course, for those that don't know, the Pirate Bay is a website that is kind of the most notorious uh, file-sharing site on the Internet. Eh, some people would call it piracy. I prefer to call it file sharing because that's all it is it's just people sharing mo- uh, music movies and, and other things and some of them are you know just their own uh legitimate files are not um, made by some other company like for instance we use the pirate Bay servers to propagate the free talk live torrents uh, where we give uh, our listeners entire month chunks of this show uh in easy to download torrent segments basically on our website at freetalklab.com right that's our stuff, and we decide to share
1: it in the manner that we want, and I don't see any you know, problem with that.
0: So I don't know if we're going to continue using the Pirate Bay servers on into the future because what's happening is they're selling out. And I, yeah, I can't blame them. It's a, it's a nice price tag, $8 million. Wow. Uh, I don't know what it was. I don't recall what the, uh, the judgment was against them. Maybe it was a, a few million bucks, and this is going to be more than enough to pay the judgment. I, I, I don't recall what that number was, but according to Wired.com, the Swedish gaming executive who's gambling nearly $8 million buying the Pirate Bay is convinced he can turn the 20 million users of the world's most notorious file-sharing website into well-behaved consumers, Yeah. even amid the deluge of account deletion requests. Hans van uh, Pandeya, chief executive of the Global Gaming Factory, in a telephone interview with Wired, said, Some file-sharers don't like all this money talk, and they're leaving. But the same experience is going to uh, the user experience rather is going to be the same from the user's point of view. They're doing a search, they're finding the song or the movie, and they're downloading it. Now, if you just read that far in the story, it sounds like there's nothing going to change, but that's not the case. Except they're going to pay for that download. Uh, there are other changes planned for that user experience, of course. Once the Pirate Bay lowers the Jolly Roger and raises the flag of commerce as early as next month, the free video games, pre-release Hollywood blockbusters, and gigabyte-length discographies that currently dominate the site's most popular list will be gone, replaced by whatever content the mu- uh, the movie, music, and software industries deign to sell, yes, sell, on a site they've been battling for years. Global Gaming Factory announced well, plans... this is
1: how you win in the free market. Uh, you know, he went ahead and he bought. If you can't Pirate beat Band. him, buy him. Yeah, really. <laughs> See, that's the thing is, you know, they've been trying to fight these guys. They probably spent more than $8 million fighting these guys. Who knows? It yeah. was probably
0: worth it just to go ahead and write him a check. Global Gaming Factory announced plans Tuesday to purchase the Pirate Bay's BitTorrent site for $7.8 million. The Pirate Bay's other projects, including their upcoming streaming video site, The Video Bay, and the iPredator anonymizing service are not part of the sale. So it doesn't sound like they're going to go away. Who knows what they'll take this $8 million and do. That's what I was wondering. Are they just going to turn around and restart it? Of course, they I have to go from scratch
2: and everything, but they know how to do it now, they, right? They and certainly do. They probably do. have a certain fan base that's ready to take right up. And right, I'm sure if they post Buccaneer a
0: message. I, right, I'm sure if they post a message somewhere uh, saying the the Pirate Bay is back under new ownership, uh, except it's now called the Buccaneer Bay or whatever. Uh, that uh, people will rush over and join the new website. It would probably spread
2: by word of mouth in
0: in no time. Oh, absolutely. In the underground pirate world, absolutely. Uh, So, I mean, even Wired, I'm sure, would do a report on it, because they've been following things fairly closely here. And I think this guy is really living in a fantasy world if he believes that he can convert the users of a pirate website like the Pirate Bay to be purchasers of product through that same site. I mean, a lot of these these uh, people that are out there doing the file sharing are buying product because they understand that if they don't buy the things that they're sharing, that they're going to go away. If you've got a favorite game designer or something like that and they're putting out a sequel to the game that you like and you like the sequel, you should buy the game because otherwise another sequel will not ever be made if enough uh, copies aren't sold and I think a lot of them understand that. But I don't think they're gonna to want to see the rug pulled out from underneath them on their favorite website. I, I just I don't feel like they're gonna stick around for this. According I to have
1: this, to say that it, it does seem unlikely to me. They yeah. may stick around. They may not delete their account. I just don't think he's gonna get a lot of money out of these people that have, uh, you know, his current the current current user base. They're used to going on Pirate Bay and getting things for free, and now they're gonna sell them.
0: But the unfolding exodus from the bay seems to be an early sign that the file sharers aren't eager for change. Many people have asked about having their account removed and will not force anyone to stay on, of course. How could you? Mm -hmm. Pandaya believes he'll be able to stay the (laughs) mutiny once the community, which he describes as the key asset in the announced purchase, fully understands what the new pirate bay will be offering. And that would be money, for starters. The revamped bay will be the first BitTorrent site to pay members cold, hard cash for seeding the paid content That they download. A sweetener that Pandaya said will give the site an edge over the established pay content outlets. He says if you use iTunes, for instance, their users can't create any revenue. We can create revenue for the file sharing community. At the end of the day, the file sharers will make money or this is not going to work. Details like how much uploaders will be paid for sharing their bandwidth haven't been announced, but it would need to be a lot to match the value lost to a community accustomed to getting $60 console games for the cost of a button click. Sounds pretty pie in the sky to me, and I'm not going to continue promoting what this guy's plans are here, uh, but it sounds like he's he wants people to seed their paid content. So when you're doing torrents, If you, for instance, download the Free Talk Live torrent for the month of uh, May, June's going to come out in a few days, but if you you download the month of May and you receive the entire file, you receive 100%, it's not the file, there's several files, it's every file from the month of May, so once you're done with the whole chunk, once you're done with downloading the entire month then the appropriate thing to do, kind of the uh, the etiquette or the yeah. netiquette for torrents, is to do what they call seeding. And that is that since you have 100% of the, the product, then you become a seed and other people that are downloading will get parts of that product from you. Uh, you become an up, an up an uploader exactly right. uh so what they're saying here is that they want people to download legal content from their website that they pay for, and then if they stay on as cedars of that content, then they will get some sort of revenue sharing um from being a cedar of that of that particular content, which makes sense I mean from a business perspective, if you're trying to send out files. To a big massive audience let 's say you 've got a new movie coming out and there 's a, a trailer that you want to distribute and you just know it 's going to be too highly uh, demanded by users, and your server's going to crash if uh, people are just downloading it from your server. If you distribute that over a whole bunch of people across the internet, which is what torrents do then it 's impossible for uh, for that to crash. You can just it, just keep expanding out uh to as many people that are downloading are also seeding and because as you download you can still sort of seed out the parts that that you've downloaded And so that would be a way to reduce costs. And if you're reducing costs, then you can share some of your revenue with the the users. It it makes sense on its face. Just the question is will the the users of the current site, the Pirate Bay, uh, be on board for something like that? I
1: didn't understand that part of the story up till then. So it seems to me more likely, but I don't know. You didn't understand what I was just telling you? Well, I didn't understand it until you told me, um, until you explained to me that they get paid for seating. Yeah. So that's I was the just idea. Expecting, you know, I was just expecting sort of a Napster thing where uh, Napster one day is, uh, you know, people are using it to get free music, and then the next day you're buying things from Napster. And where's Napster now? Yeah, I haven't heard of it in a long, long time. That's a great question. Time. I've
0: wondered. I've exactly. Wondered. Let's go to Chase in Mississippi. Chase, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind tonight?
3: Uh, hey, guys. Thanks hey for having me on. Um, so about five or six days ago, I got this uh, letter, an anonymous letter. And it said, um, you know, this is a this is a residential neighborhood, not a not a campus frat house. You need to untrash your lawn and cut your grass, or else I'm going to have the city come and do it and charge you a hefty fine. You know, Whoa. It a threatening letter it had some uh, had some four letter words thrown in, and I just I just moved in like two weeks ago, and uh, you know I'm taking classes up here, and so I was a little taken aback. But,
0: so uh, so you moved into a house that already had a trashed lawn, or I'm a little confused. Uh,
3: yeah, it was, it was pretty bad. The guys who lived here left it pretty bad. And we put some stuff out there, too. We have, like, these two really ugly lawn chairs and, like, a ice chest.
0: Not it's the not most, bad, it doesn't but. sound like the most neighborly of approaches. We'll get back to you here, Chase. Hang on, I'll bring you back in a moment. 800-259-9231. Find out a little bit more. Uh, you can bring up what you want. Toll-free number, 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want. Just dial toll-free to 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line. It's 800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian here with you. And Dale. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We've got a lot of features. We give them to you for free, including the Free Talk Live chat room. Just go to chat.freetalklive.com. You can get interactive with other Free Talk Live listeners during the show and at other times. Chat. FreeTalkLive.com. Free talk Live brought to you by the Free State Project. Your best chance for liberty in your lifetime. Get together with hundreds and soon thousands of like-minded, liberty-loving people and get active for freedom up here in New Hampshire. Concentration, in my opinion, is the key to achieving liberty in our lifetime. Con- uh, co- lifetime. Concentration of activists, and that's what the Free State Project is all about. Go to freestateproject.org to learn more. That's Project dot org as we go back to chase in mississippi now chase you were telling us you just moved in to a new uh a new house is it or an apartment uh
3: yeah it's, it's a house
0: it's yeah. a house and you're renting i am so the you had gotten a nasty letter presumably from one of your neighbors who uh, wrote it to you anonymously did they leave yeah. it on your front door your mailbox how did you actually get your hands on it
3: uh, it, it was in the it was in the mailbox, and um, you know the woman across the street has kind of an equally unkempt yard, mm-hmm. so I went and asked her if uh, she gotten one, and it turned out she had mm. as well, and she she was pretty uh, upset by it because, uh, for some reason, but. Um,
0: Anyways, so describe uh, what your lawn looks like because this neighbor was so upset that he was threatening to go to the government and that they're going to bring fines down on you and which of course yeah. is not going to really be your responsibility because you don't own the property It will come down right. on the landlord uh most likely but just give me a picture of what your your yard looks like at a glance
3: um, it's really not bad I mean this is like classic suburbia, but um we're we're kind of up on a hill and there's there's some weeds it's it's a little bit overgrown it's it's not that bad, and we've got like two Two spray-painted lawn chairs and like a cooler uh, out in the yard, which is kind of, I guess, not very classy, but it's not that bad.
1: I mean. So that's the only junk that. that's in the yard is uh, cooler, <laughs> a cooler and two lawn chairs. Yep, yep. There's no other non-organic items lying sitting in the yard.
3: Uh, I mean, there might there might have been an empty beer bottle at one point, but nothing that would have. Uh, Really turned heads,
0: but what you, you would say the uh, the beer bottle has been picked up. Uh, there's not anything that's strewn oh, about. Oh yeah, yeah,
3: it's 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 clean. I mean, it's, it's
0: not, so
3: it's not bad. And I mean, the other pe- the other the other people that he sent letters to, their yards were were not even noticeably bad.
0: So um, interesting. How uh, hmm, okay? So there's a few things, but nothing big deal. How tall is the grass?
3: Um, it's it's probably about foot tall. That's pretty
0: That's pretty tall. So what's the deal with the landlord? Why isn't he taking care of uh, mowing the lawn?
3: Um, I, I really haven't uh, contacted him. I haven't, I haven't really taken it seriously. There's, is it is it his responsibility,
0: be... point of information? Is it in your lease that you take care of the lawn, or is it the landlord's responsibility? Uh,
3: no, no, it's not. It's his, but I mean, I, I've just never really gotten around to it. I, I didn't take it that seriously, but I got uh, a letter from the, from the city today. Uh-oh. Um, well, what happened is uh, a few days back, um, I was sitting in the house, and this this car pulls up in front of in front of the house, and uh, sits there for like two minutes. And the guy inside the car is really scrutinizing the lawn, and uh, then he pulls away. And then he comes back a few hours later, and I see him again, and he does the same thing. So I just take note of the car, and then mm-hmm. on, on the way to class later that evening, uh, I notice this car in a in a in a driveway uh, on like an adjacent street. So um, I get this letter from the city today uh, around noon, a certified letter. You know, I had to sign for it it's from the really? uh, the code enforcement officer of Oxford. You know, it says, you know, five, you have five days, like, boilerplate letter, um, or else we'll, you know, take legal action. Five
0: days to do what?
3: Um, Five days to uh, – it says, it, it says uh, it's unlawful for anyone to have uh, – you know, weeds and grass and brush or undesirable undesirable vegetation growing in a height excess of twelve inches mm-hmm. in their yard. Um, but anyways, uh, I I was I was the city letter didn't bother me that much, but th- this letter this guy wrote was particularly threatening. And I mean, I, I'm not a confrontational guy or anything, but I felt like I should probably a- approach him about that. I mean, he did it anonymously, so this was, must have been a surprise to him. He, I I don't know how 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 he would think I got his address, but
0: boy um, how did so you get went, his how did you get did you get, the, you get his address the it was an anonymous letter how did you get his address
3: uh well like i said i get uh the car that's parked in front of the house twice I just assumed that was his
0: well so I, I, it could be a city bureaucrat i mean that that could be who that is it could be that's a what it enfor- seemed like to me, yeah, I thought that was the well, code enforcer
3: you're Here's what happened. Um, I, w- I went. I went to this house today, this afternoon. After, after I got the city letter, mm-hmm. and um, I, I told him, uh, you know, my name is Chase. I live down the street, and I got this letter. And uh, I said, I called the number at the top of this letter, and they told me that the complaint was filed from this address.
4: Oh, which of really? Was
3: not, was not true, but uh, he he did reluctantly admit to it once I said that.
0: Oh, so you made and, that up? Uh, nice.
3: Yeah, yeah, I did. Way um, to manipulate. I, I, I planned this out pretty 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 well. <laughs> I spent a lot of time planning. Um but any anyways um so you know i I explained to to this guy you know how I felt about it I, I actually have it pretty much verbatim because I planned out what I was going to say if you, if you want to hear what I, what I told him. yeah, what would you say? I said, um you know i I just want you to think about the kind of the kind of life that you're living where you go around putting anonymous letters in your neighbor's mailboxes, threatening to use the coercion of government to force people to do what you want. You know, I said I said although although you may think it's okay because that's the prescribed course of action, you know according to you know the municipal code that, that's not how civilized adults resolve their problems. I agree. So this sort of behavior is not ex- acceptable, and I hope that you know for your own sake someday you'll, you'll come to that realization. I, I hope and you made the
0: you point can, that uh, that you would not do the same thing to his property that you would not make. A threat in that way—that you forgive him for uh, what he's done to you, and that you won't be engaging in the same thing back to him.
3: Right, of course. I mean, yeah, it's pretty much.
0: Well, did you make that point to him?
3: Um, well, he, right, right, right after I finished saying that, he he like closed the door and he, he mutters like, "Oh, just cut your grass." And I think he was. <laughs> not really pleased
0: that I that I came by it was a little <laughs> shaky. I bet he wasn't okay. yeah i mean people like that want to hide behind uh, the strength of the state you know they want mm-hmm. the state to do all their dirty work just like the lady uh, down the street that uh, that went after me through the state for my tenants having a couch out in their lawn, it was the same thing. She was way too cowardly to come and actually talk to me like a neighbor. She wanted to go and uh, just cowardly submit uh, a complaint to the government. She thought she would be, I guess, completely anonymous in that. I ended up finding out who it was in, the, in the, during the trial. Um, but it's just, it's just so sad that that's where we are today, where people have been trained to do this. And wasn't this. the timing of
2: that right after you had been very critical of a project she was doing... I don't know if Uh, it was right after that, but that was pretty within a week or two of being critical of a project, uh, some city planning. which is a very soft word for for some violence.
0: Well, either way, it was just sad and and it just continues on here. And so this man is just another he's just another coward hiding behind uh, the power of the state. So I guess all you can really do is pass the word on to your landlord and hope he takes care of it.
3: Yeah, I'll, I'll probably end up
0: doing that. Good luck, Chase. Thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate the story.
2: And you know, and that, that's the thing which you said she, he's hiding behind the violence of the state. Yeah, he's getting the city to do his dirty work for him, and that way nobody feels any sense of responsibility for the violence that's taking place. The city's just doing their jobs, you know. He uh, he's he feels like it's their job too, and he's just asking them to do it. He doesn't have to get his hands dirty, well, right? And you know, and go threaten someone personally, even though he sort of did that, but he did it anonymously, you know.
1: Well, so. I, I think that, uh, to some extent, people need to avoid these problems by keeping their
0: lawns tamed, too. Yeah, but you, if he wants to live in a place where lawns are tamed, he should live in a deed-restricted neighborhood where there are very specific provisions about it's what called is appropriate. The city with zoning. No, lawns. that's not a deed-restricted neighborhood. That's arbitrary nonsense. It's Free Talk Live.
5: com is a community for self-learners. At Alakees, you'll find tools to help you connect with people learning the same things you're learning tutor other community members, and to make contacts that can help you find jobs. You can also earn money by sharing your know-how with others and contributing quality content. Visit Alekese at alekese.com. Again, that's alekese.com.
0: This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can bring up whatever you want. Just dial toll-free to 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line. And tonight, it's Ian here with you. And Dale. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site we give away. So enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. The features include the Facebook page. Facebook fan page. Just go to facebook.freetalklive.com. You can become a fan there and... Glued into the Facebook updates, which are kind of the same as the regular updates. So I'm not sure how that's going to work out down the line. Maybe they'll become one and the same. Maybe some people will choose Facebook for how they get them. Some people will choose the updates list. I guess multiple flavors is good, right? Choices, good in the marketplace. Uh, so facebook.freetalklive.com.
1: Audible.com offers over 60,000 downloadable audiobooks, magazines, radio shows for your iPod or, or MP3 player. Try them. You can listen to them on your computer if you wanted to too. You can try them out by downloading a free audiobook at audiblepodcast. dot com slash f t l. This isn't just your just any old books. These are uh, you know the new bestsellers. These are big time books. I know they've got Ann Rand's uh, Atlas Shrugged over there and all kinds of stuff. Audiblepodcast.com dot com slash f t l for a free one.
0: All right. So we're going to continue taking your calls at eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Uh, but just wanted to clarify the very ending statements that were made in the last segment. And Mark, you had come uh, with the status position that, and I didn't didn't expect this from you. But, no, uh, you no, came No, you're with misinterpreting what I'm
1: saying, and you're painting me with a big broad brush.
0: You again. said. What you said was that I had pointed out, we we're talking about houses and uh, and agreements between homeowners, and I said that if so-and-so, the angry man that wrote anonymous letters uh, critiquing their, his neighbor's property, I said that if he wanted to, to live in a place where he could be in control of how high somebody's grass is or what kind of stuff they can have out in their front yard, he should have bought a home in a deed-restricted neighborhood, and you said he did. He bought a home in a zoned uh, a zoned city, right? A zoned city is not certainly
1: the same as a deed restricted community. However, you when said this got no, I didn't. You just want it. You just want an argument. This you said guy did. believed that he felt that he felt when he bought that people were going to be held to these rules and that they were going to abide by them.
0: How many people actually look at the zoning rules in any given area before they buy a piece of property? I don't know. Have you? What, have I looked? Yeah. I happen to know the piece of property that I
1: bought was in a, um, was it a, deep, like a, a, a zoned area that was zoned more heavily than the rest of the town, and I kind of liked that. I knew the property values were higher there as a result. I knew I couldn't keep a boat in a certain area. I had some general idea of what the rules
0: mm-hmm. were. But you didn't actually read the rules. I did not read all the zoning laws. Dale, did laws, you no. read the uh, zoning rules out where you bought a house recently? No, no? I didn't. And, I didn't uh, either. That's oh, three out of three. Hold on just it's a second. not Are a you zoning talking? rule,
2: but like, one thing I found out like, after I got into a house was that there's like, mandatory
1: recycling where I live. Oh, gosh. Uh, I did read the zoning <laughs> laws for my newest house, if that's what you're asking me, because they're very short. The, um, the town I live in doesn't have much.
0: Okay, so two out of three right here in the studio have not read the uh, the zoning rules, so it's nonsense to suggest that a zoned area, some city bureaucrats uh, making arbitrary rules about what you can and can't do on your property is anything like a private agreement between property owners called deed restrictions. I just want to make okay. it clear.
1: Well, just remember, you're not being clear at all. You're being a jackass. Um, the deed restricted rules are tomes they're pages and pages long people have to sign a piece of paper said yeah i read them and they don't so there's the same situation right there plus the fact you don't know what this guy did this guy wants these rules enforced he thought that he lived in an an area when he moved in that was his understanding of how things were going to be and for him that's legitimate like that's what he thought he was going to get he bought in a community where he thought the people were going to be forced to keep the grass the way that they the way it was supposed to. I agree that government that these laws, these zoning laws, create problems, and I agree that they these these zoning laws are placed on people who did not uh, accept them in the first place, and that that is morally wrong. However, when this guy moved in, you told him he should have moved into a deed restricted community. When this guy moved in, he moved into a place that had rules about how the lawn was going to be kept, and it wasn't. Uh, the lawns were going to be kept and they weren't being kept that way
0: but they are not rules that people
1: consented to you see that's the difference I understand Mark. that did he did he consent to did it did he understand i don't know right well that well, y- I'm you're not acting going to go like you out it's, on that limb you're, you're, right well, and i wouldn't But isn't that
2: kind of why we're here we're talking about stuff like that so that people can get can look at these things in in the light other than what they were indoctrinated into i agree but the, yeah. do you think the guy is a bad man uh, yeah, he's a bad man. Well, I think that, I, that I don't think Ian does either. Ian said go to him and say man. I forgive you for it. Well, he, he threatened you're, his neighbors. Uh, you right. uh, uh, Four letter words. What he's doing a... is bad. But you agreed that the best way to deal with that was to go to him and say I'm
1: not going to do the same thing
2: yes. to you. I forgive you for what you're doing, but you shouldn't do it. Absolutely. What he's doing is bad.
1: Yes.
0: I think doing, that he yes. went
1: about um, these 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 things in in a manner that he should not have. A in a very cowardly he used, manner. He used uh, you know four letter words, and then he the first thing he does is run to the authorities in an anonymous letter. Right an anonymous letter, runs to the authorities. I'll I'll give I'll concede all that. I think he should have gone to the people and talked to them. First, he would have found out they are renters and we don't mow the lawn, talk to the yeah. landlord. Um, but... You know, this guy, he's, he has the opportunity to do that, and a lot of people take that out, and it, it is, you know, it, it's not the way one should go about things. You but, know, one of the know. problems
0: with the system, Mark, is people like him have an inordinate amount of control over the rest of us who maybe don't have the interest in going to a city council meeting or some zoning planning commission board meeting, whereas somebody like him, a busybody who has an interest in controlling his neighbor's properties because that's just how he is, yes. he's got nothing better to do with his time, he'll go to those planning meetings and he'll lobby for more legislation and more regulations so even if uh, he had moved in, and there was X amount of regulations at that time. And the other guy, uh, the the landlord, had bought at the same time. Down the line, the busybody has gone to all these meetings and lobbied for more regulations, while the landlord's probably busy managing 20 different houses or something like that, or doing whatever land- it is he's doing. And the
1: landlord with 20 houses only gets one vote, whereas the busybody with one house gets one vote. Yes. And those are, you know, th- those are unfair things. You're not gonna, you you're not gonna get me to say that I think that zoning laws are um, enacted and enforced in a I'm not fair trying I you to
0: say that. I just wanted you to make sure. I just wanted to make it clear that we made a very distinct difference uh, differentiation between zoning, which is not by consent, and deed restrictions, which even though you say there are a whole bunch of them, are by consent. Well, Absolute explicit consent.
1: Right. And um, so in a, in a perfect world where, um, you know, Ian's perfect world, there would be places with, uh, with deed restrictions where people who wanted uh, whatever they want uh, could live in those communities. And then be and, a, there'd be a free-for-all. And then there'd be a free-for-all where, There's... you know, people would do whatever they wanted to do but my question is how do we get from here to there because I think
2: it, it's well there's a step right this guy went and talked to the guy and said you know you can uh, you can talk to me in a civil manner instead of threatening me right away i i think we have to change people we have to go from, and it's and it might sound like a really daunting task it is. but well hold on though it is i mean uh, as we change people that then, then you know that spreads you know it's a, i think it can be a snowball effect we have to change people and get those people To want to change people as well. I mean, it's until individuals care about respecting the rights of other individuals, we're not going to get a better world. I mean, one way or another, people are going to come up with excuses to use violence against other people in completely unjustified ways. And, uh, And and it's you know, I think we
1: have to make people better. Well, I think that uh, the way to get rid of zoning laws is the same way that they were enforced, uh, what we enacted, excuse me, and that is through the democratic process, because that would be oh, the no. fair yeah, way. I don't know about that. Um, no. The, no. The, the, the fair way that they were brought into place. Because remember, Why? For, be, be here, here's the reason. Because you don't live in a zoned area, um, you know, as far as a whole bunch of rules, but Ian does. Now, the person across the street from you, Ian. They bought with the idea that you weren't going to be able to grow your grass too high or have a couch on your lawn or whatever it is that uh, you weren't going to be able to do, and that that they bought under a set of rules that they understood. And it's unfair to just change those rules, like just sweep them all under the rug.
2: Well, it's not sweeping them under the rug, but uh, that's not going to happen. But challenging them... uh, bringing light to the fact that they were not voluntary and that it's not appropriate to use violence to make people do what you want them to do. Those things need to be – that's one of the ways that we affect other people and that we we change the way they look at things is that we decide to peacefully disobey – Immoral things, and I think that's that's you know that's one way to challenge them. I don't think Democrat, democratically. When you say I'm going to democratically challenge something, you say I'm going to go use violence to fight this violence that I don't agree with, because that's that's a, major, minorities have been exploited and uh, violently by majorities throughout history, and that is not a way to resolve conflict.
0: Toll free number for you. Your thoughts on this issue, or whatever you would like to discuss. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. You can bring up anything, and if people bought a house expecting the government to protect their property or to uh, to keep things pretty for them, well, I say too bad for them. They get what they get for dealing with a gang of criminals. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything if you dial the toll-free number, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Dale. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features, they're completely free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. If you enjoy this program and you want to help support Free Talk Live, one of the ways you can do that is by shopping with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. Just enter Amazon through that link. Free Talk Live will get a percentage of your purchase. So, whatever it is you need to buy, whether it's new or used in dozens of categories, free super saver shipping, a lot of their new items, great place to shop, user reviews, everything you need. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Enter through that link, we get a cut. Amazon.freetalklive.com. As we continue taking your calls about anything, it's Steve in Texas. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Steve.
6: Yes, Ian. Can you hear me okay?
0: Uh, Yep. Uh, What's on your mind tonight?
6: Uh, yes, I wanted to say that the other day you said how you didn't know whether or not it made a difference when you did your civil disobedience by paying with one dollar bills at City Hall. And I want to tell you that it is because it's very inspirational to those of us who are behind you. And there are a lot of us, okay? Not just the people that listen to your show, but it is very, very powerful what you are doing. And I believe that everybody who wants to see the size and of, scope of government come down, needs to not get licenses, not obey their rules, not comply, not pay their taxes, and don't give in uh, to the degree that they can possibly do it. because non- Because non-violent, uh, uh, nonviolent resistance
2: can I back is you the up key here? <laughs>
6: to putting a stop to this tyranny.
2: Can I back you up here? I want to – kudos for saying that, okay? And uh, – and the thing is, like, there's wait, been you mean a lot it's not the democratic process? <laughs> it's not the democratic process. Uh, let's not use violence. Let's use peace to uh, to oppose violence. I think, I think, you know, absolutely. And, and and let me say this. Um, there's been a lot of talk. I've been getting a lot of people complaining. You know, I'm a voluntarist. I am against. I am against a coercive monopoly form of government in any way, shape, or form. I don't care how big it is. It's the nature of government that I have an issue with, not the size of government. I don't mind if something is a good organization; it can be ginormous. If it's doing good things, the bigger the better. If it's doing bad things, I am against it. That doesn't mean now that doesn't mean that I am an all or nothing, totally. I'm not a purist. It has nothing to do with being a purist and being unreasonable or uh, or impractical. I think that the practical way to reduce something that I think is a bad thing to as small as possible. Little, nothing, if possible. But I don't know if it's even possible. The best way to get it to shrink is to oppose it, not to support it, not to try to fix something that is inherently corrupt. You oppose it, and then maybe it will begin to shrink. Right? That's very pragmatic.
6: Since the last time I spoke with you, I told you about uh, not getting my spy chip uh, passport to cross the international border, Mm -hmm. and I've crossed two times since. Um, they detained me for about an hour and ten minutes the last time. But it didn't didn't really bother me because that's a normal wait period of time. You usually have to wait 45 minutes to an hour just sitting in your car, but I'm on foot, so I don't really have to wait. But the next time I cross and they choose to detain me again for an hour or whatever they do, I'm going to enjoy my time by bre- bringing some... Uh, Good libertarian literature from Murray Rothbard or some of the other numerous, uh, authors of good libertarian, uh, material. And I'm going to show them that I'm not, uh, they're not punishing me and that I'm enjoying my time. Also,
0: that's, by the way, before you go on with really, the also, that's something that I was watching Sam's speech today from the, uh, from the Liberty, not the Liberty Forum, the Pork Fest. He did the closing speech, our friend Sam from ObscuredTruth.com. It's been posted at FreeKeen.com for anybody that wants to see it. It was an excellent speech. But he was talking about how the system is designed to encourage anger. The system is designed to uh, to encourage people to be upset and mad at their circumstances and angry at uh, everybody else that's around them and, and that sort of thing. Whereas when Sam went into jail for the 58 days that he was in there he kept a positive mindset he had peace and joy and love in his mind and in his heart and that helped him get through that process as a, and come all and come out of it a very spiritually developed person he didn't get angry at the guards that were doing uh you know uh, mean things and they were lying and 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 just kind of portraying uh, misinformation to him about what was really going on outside the jail and things like that and I think it's a real big uh, shift to go from being angry at the tyranny of these people to just kind of holding uh, forgiveness in your heart and uh, and exuding uh, love to these folks. It's not something they're used to dealing with. They're used to dealing with people shouting at them. They're used to people uh, and if they getting provoked you to
2: actually violent to be oh, yeah. violent. Then they can do whatever they want to you yeah. right out in the open, and no one will bat an eye. But if you're not being violent, if you're being like Sam and being completely peaceful and challenging them for being violent and. Being being consistently better than them by not being violent mm-hmm. then that t- that shines the light where it needs to go on on who's doing who's committing the violence Good, steve
6: well that that that's absolutely true and i take some of my example on how to behave and i, I really admire how dave ridley does it um i think he's i think he's got it down very well uh, my demeanor is uh you know, subdued to a degree, but yet I'm non compliant. And they give me loads and loads of papers telling me I'm non compliant. Some of them shout at me. Um, you know, I just look at them and, uh, don't say anything and put the papers in my pockets. And, uh, and I, I'm not going, I mean, I'm not going to resist. It would be foolish to resist them, but they do beg me and, and say, why aren't you? conforming to the system you know what is it yeah. about? what's wrong with you are you uh anti-social and i just <laughs> smile and look at them
2: yeah if you and, don't if uh, you don't obey their every command then you're being not you being cooperative and why are you being belligerent they'll call you belligerent because you're not obeying even if you're smiling and just sitting there quietly because you're not obeying then they'll call that belligerent and things like that it's mm-hmm. really absurd that's but that's the way they look at it because they, in their mind, they are the boss, and you are supposed
0: to be obeying their every word. And if you don't do that, then – Well, that's what uh, they're used to. They're used to complete obedience and uh,
2: – And really kiss up because people are terrified of them. They And that's actually a tactic is to keep people afraid. When you want to pull someone yeah, over and maintaining yeah, control and of the situation uh, is keeping it's, them afraid. It is afraid.
6: difficult to take that step that you've done, Ian, and to, to do what you've done by you know, bringing in the $100 bill – I mean the $1 bills and paying that way – but it goes as an example to many others. There's, there's people that do see what you're doing in this not complying is it's I think it's the most powerful thing that we can do to resist this overwhelming tyranny that's coming upon all of us.
0: And it's like I say, you know, uh take it and, and you you, you reiterate you reiterated it and that is that take it as far as you feel comfortable taking it. But don't completely bend over. Do whatever you can to be noncompliant. Do whatever you can to uh, to not go along with what they're demanding. Doesn't mean you have to go 100% of the way, 2%, 3%, a bunch of people just doing a little bit of non uh, noncompliance and disobedience I think could go a real long way. And I'd like to add that my um, what the question was about as far as whether it, I'd made an impact yesterday when I went and paid a property tax bill with all ones – I when I was answering that question I was more focusing on the bureaucrats I, as to whether or not it had an effect positive or negative on, on them. them. They were the ones that I was primarily interacting with. Obviously there are people in the line, the 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 customers of the bureaucracy. Some of them would have probably have agreed with me. The problem is probably ones eating our pizza, uh, and the others might have been angry at me. So I don't know. But that I'm glad that was brilliant by the way, bringing the pizza. <laughs> thank you. I'm glad that it had a positive effect on you, and I hope it it does encourage more people to do things like that, either where they are or better yet, to come here to New Hampshire and to uh, to begin a non-cooperation campaign on whatever the issue that it is that uh, floats your boat the most up here. Any other thoughts for us, Steve?
6: Yes, uh, Fred the Tyrant, the local radio tyrant, <laughs> uh, he said he's willing to go to the wall to enforce his and to do what he believes is right. I would challenge that, Fred the Tyrant, and to come on over here to the border into a little Town just south of uh, juarez called guadalupe where the chief of police has a life expectancy of less than 48 hours when he takes yeah. office and they usually end up with their heads in a cooler
0: yeah see how much courage and, he has then right
6: it, it, you know he he's he's nice and safe in the united states enforcing his laws with most of the people who just bend over and and sheepishly obey but uh I'm not so sure that if there's consequences to his violent actions, and there are some, I, you know, I, I, I again, I'm saying nonviolence is the way to stop this. It's the yeah. best way. It's as far as I'm concerned, the only way. But there are violent people, and you know, as long as he's nice and safe, he's going to get his nice happy retirement, and you know, he's willing to say those things. But
0: talk is I'm cheap, not so is what you're sure. You and he may have done that. things, you know. He may have done uh, heroic things in his days as a police officer. I don't know for sure, but you're right. The, if you really want to experience a war on drugs, uh, go down to the border, and well, that's where the war. Fred's really issue
1: is. certainly isn't the war on drugs.
0: No, he's, he's actually with us on that one. Believe it or not. Thank you for the call tonight. I appreciate it. I think Fred's a, a nice guy. He's just goading me when he says that I should go to the wall with the civil disobedience.
2: There was another comment about you doing paying with the one dollar bills. Another criticism was, well, you're not gonna, you're not gonna change the minds of those bureaucrats, you know. You're just irritating them and making them not like you. But I think I would, I would posit that the point of filming it is to reach all the other people and let them see what's going on. Absolutely. Uh, if you reach the bureaucrats, that's just icing.
0: Yeah, had I gone in there without video cameras, it would have been a near pointless thing to do. Uh, it, the, 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 you're absolutely right. The purpose of it was to show people this is the kind of activism that we can do here in New Hampshire because we've got the activists to back us up. If I didn't have five people there with me, it would nowhere it would have not been as powerful. Hour two coming up.
5: VARadio.com. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show. You can bring up anything.
0: Just dial toll-free, 800-259-9231. It's to the sickle CAI toll-free line tonight. It's Ian with you. And Dale. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features, they are free. So enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. We're going to go right into your phone calls about whatever you want. We'll start things out with Anonymous calling from California. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Anonymous. Hello, anonymous? Anonymous going once? Anonymous in California? Going twice. We will try instead Jake in Missouri on the amp lines. Hello, Jake.
8: Hey, guys. How are you doing?
0: Hey, what's on your mind tonight?
8: Well, I wanted to talk to specifically you, Ian, and Dale about, uh, in a voluntary society, how do the prison systems work? And I, I will preface by saying that, Ian, I'm, I'm enjoying the uh, Market for Liberty uh, audio uh, download that I got from Free Keen.
4: Oh, and,
2: excellent! Uh, I'm,
8: I'm not all the way through it yet, and maybe we'll cover that, and maybe I'll listen. But I, I wanted to kind of get your take on that, the prison system.
2: You do understand that, like, when you say in a voluntary society, there's lots of different people trying lots of different solutions to different problems, and so all we can do is speculate. I mean, you, you, um, I just that's sort of something you have to preface it with. I have like ideas, but I'm not, you know, no. it's not not my specialty. I'm like a computer programmer, so
0: <laughs> and I draw and I draw things. But that's what you want, just some ideas. Exactly, yeah, and I get that,
8: and it's a great it's a great answer when you guys say, "Listen, we can't be all things to everybody. Uh, the market can provide for these solutions without having everybody have their, their own solution, and I get that, but it, exactly, ideas is what I'm looking for. Sure.
0: well, definitely, you want to finish up the market for liberty. Uh, you can anybody that's listening can download a free audiobook version or a PDF version of that at book freekeen And also, I I highly recommend Dr. Mary Ruart's book, Healing Our World. She also touches on how to deal with justice in a more free market uh, world, and I think she does a really good job of talking about it from a a compassionate perspective uh, because she's just loaded with compassion, that lady. She's awesome. I kind Uh, of have my own ideas, too. Well, let's hear your ideas, Dale. uh, Go ahead.
2: I'll try to keep it short, but but I I basically have the notion I don't think prisons work. I mean, I think as far as reforming people as a punishment – I do uh, understand the notion that there are some people that we would want to keep away from other people for their safety. And, uh, you know, how do you do that? I think, it's, I think even that can be done in a voluntary fashion because I think if someone's truly violent, then they will, they're, they're going to get killed, you know, in a defensive act by someone. Uh, totally justifiable using defensive force to save their own life. And I think people who care about that person, whether it's a, whether it's their family or their loved ones or perhaps a church group or a charity group that's trying to be humane for people who might be disturbed or who knows what, uh, then those are the people who lock them away from others in order to p- keep that person safe and as well keep some, some kind of violence from happening again to someone else. So I think there's the notion of of, of keeping people uh restrained from other people but in a humane way because right now prisons are animals don't deserve to be treated the way people are treated in prisons right now i I don't think that they you know i think people come out more like, and they do in fact come out more likely to commit crimes i think they feel victimized after all of that and they feel like got a uh, chip on their shoulder yeah they come out with a chip on their shoulder for the way they've been treated it's not a rehabilitation process at all and i wouldn't expect a state that has no accountability because it is a monopoly. That That is the key problem with a state is a monopoly that is not accountable. The best way to give it accountability, again, is for it to take away – not allow it to have that, that coercive monopoly. And I think a state is never going to handle uh, our justice system in a responsible way.
0: So. I think that uh, one of the things that needs to be added to the discussion, uh, Jake, is that And I think Mark would agree as a small government kind of guy that even the existing government system could be changed dramatically to improve the circumstances in the prisons. And, of course, you would see this in a free market world where a lot of the things that are called crimes today – aren't really crimes because they don't have a victim. So we're talking about clearing out all of the uh, the, uh, the the drug war victims on there, the people that have been put in jail for uh, for marijuana or LSD or whatever it is, that, uh, whatever chemical or plant they happen to be possessing or selling, uh, all of those nonviolent, uh, peaceful so-called criminals would no longer be in the system, which would take a huge burden uh, off of the system. But bringing competition into the justice system is a much-needed element. And if you're dealing with somebody who is a danger, I think in a lot of cases, when uh, when you've got individuals who've engaged in a violent act, it's a lot of the times it's a crime of passion. It's a lot of the times somebody is maybe a little too drunk at a bar, and somebody bumps into them. They turn around. They take a swing. You know, one of those situations where it wasn't necessarily a premeditated thing, where they just lost control, and they're probably very apologetic, very sorry later on for what they did. I think somebody that's in that situation, somebody that is upstanding member of society – can be kind of just let to continue on their life and pay restitution to their victims, thereby the, avoiding the whole process the of the incarceration. The vast
2: majority of actual crimes, meaning there's a victim involved. Mm-hmm. The, like you said, the the pretend crimes need to go away, the ones right. where there is no victim. But the huge, vast majority of crimes that do have a victim, restitution is such a more reasonable way to, to, to deal with them. And Jake...
8: I um, agree. And, and, I, and Ian, you had talked about the victimless crimes, and I agree completely and, I would say that I'm about ninety nine percent, you know, complete with my I would say journey towards voluntarism. But I just got a few hang ups and the prison system is one and specifically habitual, you know, violent aggressors and I think that, you know, that is kinda of, is helping out, but certainly agree with you with the nonviolent you know, drug I- offenders or so called
1: Drug Jake, um, even if in this uh, their 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 world of no government, uh, this voluntary society, um, like our system's so bad that you you've, you've got to compare it to what we've got today before you uh, can you know rebut anything that these folks said. I'm not saying you are rebutting. I'm just saying um, that those those out there who're thinking what a crappy idea, well, let's compare it to the crappy system that we have today. Where I've been told these numbers in prison, they told us that uh, 85% of inmates uh, are recidivants, uh, which means that they get out and they commit crimes again. I've looked into my own numbers and I was able to uh, crunch those, and I think that what they're talking about I, I, maybe they're talking about the adult system, maybe they're talking about people who have A numbers, you know, two time offenders essentially, but they're not talking about first time youthful offenders. Those are about a 50% recidivant rate. However, um, when you take that 85 percent number and it's good for something, right? You could probably make all the criminals pay restitution, and 85 percent of them might, uh, you know, 84. If if 84 percent of them didn't commit or committed crimes again, then you'd still have a better system than what we have today.
2: And just but, to you know,
0: cons- yeah, well, I was just going to say to focus on the issue of the most violent criminals and to ex- expound on what you had said, Dale and Dr. Ruart does a good job of this, I think, in Healing Our World, where she points out. That uh, for those guys that are just so dangerous that you can't trust t- trust them to be remaining on the streets and to be actually paying, working for and paying the restitution, then it would make sense to put them somewhere. But how do you pay for that, of course, becomes the question. How You know, if they're not going to be willing and I, to And work, I don't
2: think you want to be able to do it without accountability. A lot of people want this violent state that's going to catch those people and, and hold them accountable. But how do you hold the state accountable so that they don't abuse that? that? That is – Inevitable in my mind, because if the state the itself presents. has no accountability, and by nature, by the nature of a state, it doesn't, uh, you know, exactly, well, you say competition. That's another thing I was going to say. When we're talking about preference of words, I like accountability, and I think that's what competition brings it.
0: You know, Absolutely. when it's not
2: a monopoly anymore, it's accountable.
0: Well, and, and so to me, it's like. Yeah, go ahead. Well, what Dr. Ruart suggests is that if you've got somebody who is going to be sentenced, let's say they've gone, to, the arbitration has happened, they have been found uh, guilty of committing the crime, there's clear evidence that they did this awful, horrendous crime, then what you'd have is in a competitive world, you'd have offers coming in from the different uh, prison systems. And they, you might be able to choose. It's essentially, the, the criminal might actually be able to choose, well, I'd like to go here, maybe because it's in a state that's close to my loved ones, or I'd like to go here because they're known to be treating people more humanely than the other guys, or whatever, or they've got good food. Uh, whatever the issues would be, they'd have uh, d- different prisons competing for the uh, the criminals to, to house them. Mm. And I think that would go a long way to improving conditions. And a lot and of people actually, don't want
2: to think like that, because they're thinking, they can't get out of the mode of
0: thinking of punishment, right? Yeah. But
2: we need to make this person suffer because they made someone else suffer. Right. They need to be in a dark, dark, dank cell. And, right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And and and, right. and and I would just want to expand on what Mark said because when he's you know look at uh, a lot of people when they say well bad things are going to happen and if without a without a violent government like oh corporations will just become the government. That's what's happening right now. Yeah, corporations bought the government because it's it's for sale. You know, whoever's Absolutely. the most powerful is going to, whoever wants power, who craves power, is going to seek the power of that of that institution that you created that is not accountable. Jake, did we address
0: your question at all?
8: Yeah, you did. But uh, Ian, you brought up how do you pay for it? but You guys are also talking about having a, co- a competition in the prisons. How do you? How do you make somebody go into that prison without using coercion or aggression? Well, they've already given up.
0: That's a great question. We'll address it here in a moment. Hang on, we can bring it back. 800-259-9231 is the Sekel-CAI toll-free line. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, your show. You bring up whatever you want. Toll free, 800-259-9231. The number brought to you by SACL, C-A-I. It's 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Dale. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. The features we give away, including live streams, broadband, dial-up, even a webcam, all free at listen.freetalklive.com. That's listen.freetalklive.com.
1: Do you want to pay higher prices for goods and services? Well, every time someone doesn't pay their bills, that's one of the many compelling reasons, and you do every time somebody doesn't pay their bills, that's one of the many compelling reasons that SACL CAI has been at the cornerstone of collections for more than 35 years. Before you pay higher prices, think whether the business, be it bank, hospital, retail, store, or utility, can use some help with their collections to contain costs so that they're not passed on to you. Tell them to call the dedicated... Collections experts at SACL CAI for a no-cost, no-obligation propo- proposal. SACL CAI, you can see their banner at freetalklive.com.
0: All right, so we're going to continue taking your calls. Jake is still on the line in Missouri with some good questions about private justice. Sorry, maybe market justice is a better way to uh, to put that, because when you use the term privatization, it kind of uh, is it's not really an accurate term because it, per- it kind of portrays the idea that government will just give contracts to their buddies in industry, and that's not what we're talking about. About it all, we're talking about transitioning, evolving away from this government one-size-fits-all coercive monopolistic justice system to a system where justice really can happen because competition exists in that market where it doesn't exist. And today. it's not
2: perfect justice. No. I mean we don't live in a perfect world. It's just better, yeah, because there's accountability. That that's it's as simple as that.
0: And yeah. and uh, so Jake, you had uh, right before we went to break, you had said, well, what about? The violent person, what about the the person who commits violence against another individual? Isn't it uh, aggressing to put that guy in a jail cell without his consent? Was that essentially your question? Yeah, exactly. And I would say, and I'd like Dale to comment on this, because I would say, no, it is not aggression if that person is indeed guilty of the crime he committed. If he has aggressed against someone else and he's not willing to voluntarily uh, do the right thing, if he's a, a danger to society, if he's not willing to go out there and voluntarily restitute his victim, then he gave up his right he gave up those rights by aggressing against that person originally so i, I, agree, I don't count yeah. it as aggression by taking that violent dangerous person and putting them in a place where they won't be able to I, be violent to and someone
2: and and then the next question though and let me anticipate a, a possible question because you may not even be you may not even be the only person with the question well then how do we know well what how do we know how do we objectively determine what is right or not whether or not this person is actually you know aggressed uh and justified being uh locked some, away somewhere and 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 again, that is a, there isn't any objective answer to that question because we don't live in a perfect world. But that's why we have different forces at work who are accountable for what they do. If there's someone who challenges that assumption, his family might come forward and say he's not he didn't really do that. There, this is you know this isn't this isn't correct. And then that, but you know so you have these different these different organizations keeping each other in check as opposed to one who is automatically right just by some and. magical virtue of having. You know, the right badges and titles
0: and voting. Not only, votes not only for Dale them. are they being kept in check by a competition in the marketplace, but there also is and there's of course the accountability factor, there's also a liability factor. Exactly. Because if a if a private arbitrator, if a market arbitrator puts somebody in jail who didn't actually commit the crime then, and it's proven later on that so-and-so didn't commit the crime, the arbitrator really blew it in that particular case, then they're going to probably lose their business at that point. Whereas when the government blows it and puts somebody in jail, 20 years down the line, 10 years later, they say, whoops, (laughs) Uh, well, uh, we just really made a mistake there. I'll turn you loose. Uh, See you later, buddy. Have yourself a good life. They're a monopoly,
2: so they're not accountable. And so they abuse their power tremendously. So they have to be very
0: cautious in a marketplace. The market justice system has to be much more more careful about the prosecutions that it engages in and make sure they better damn well have the right person. Otherwise, they shouldn't move forward with the prosecution because if they don't have them dead to rights, then and there's a chance that somebody else could come back later on and And say that, you know, sorry, you were wrong, then that's going to hurt their business to the point where they probably will end up going out of business and 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 it'll be very difficult for them to get insurance and all that.
2: Yeah. And keep in mind, too, that we're talking about a world where no one uh, where it would be completely completely ridiculous for me To come to you and say you are not allowed to have weapons uh, to defend yourself. You know, this is, you know, we're looking at a different world in that respect, too, where you're not being restricted. When you no longer have this false confidence that's inspired by this really ridiculous faith in government to protect you. Then you are much more likely to actually prepare yourself to defend yourself better to have a to, to fortify your home better and you won't be paying thousands of dollars in property taxes every year so you'll have you know the, econ- the economic benefits of of not having the state means everyone's better off to take care of themselves and that includes protecting themselves and hiring defense agencies and things like that so um there's there's so many factors at work I think that you have to consider uh when you're you know it's it's not perfect, and someone – anyone who challenges it and tries to make it – tries to make you prove that it's going to be perfect and solve everybody's problems is being uh, – is living in a fantasy world already because we don't live in a perfect world now with statism. Far from it. You yep. know, we, right. we, we've we got cops that are supposed to prevent traffic accidents and traffic laws and everything, and we still have lots of traffic accidents. We have a huge, massive defense uh, spending, and we still had 9/11, and we still have people dying in wars overseas. They're being sent over there by our own governments. We still have, uh, you know, we're not. They're not making us safer from terrorism by this war on terror. We had all these. We had all these world wars that were caused by governments fighting with each other. With each other, we have lots of crime despite police. We have lots and lots of problems with statism. It's also a mindless,
0: heartless justice system as well. Yeah. Where the, the people that administer the government justice system are just going by the book. They're not really, in many cases, there are mandatory minimums and things like that where the judges aren't even allowed, even the government yeah. judges aren't even allowed to think for themselves and to say well, you know, this is your first time and so therefore we're going to waive this or whatever. Uh, they, they, in many cases, don't have the ability to make those choices. Well, I'm t- I have to make, I'm sorry, but I have to send you to jail. I don't want to to do this but i have to we heard that recently again a, no accountability and here
2: i have to
1: do it it's right. not my responsibility let's not leave out that the uh, the state itself benefits from putting people in jail it, that it, too, it, sure. creates, it creates a larger state and just like any other uh, organization the state wants to grow the people and, and in and everyone the state gets- want to have more people
2: beneath them and everyone who's got a nice government job wants job security, and that means that police – it's even if they're not consciously doing it, it is job security for them for there to be more crime. And for crimes to go away means less for them to do, and that's a threat to their jobs. And so there's there's all of that as so well. So make some more rules I for think that, people to break. Yeah.
1: I think police know that they can't create or lessen the amount of uh, crime that's being committed. They can only make more things crimes. Right. That's why you'll always see the police unions coming out against uh, any kind of even even medical marijuana. Oh no, we can't do that. Why? Well, because people might see that men- that marijuana is a relatively harmless uh, yeah. uh uh plant and then they might legalize it across the board. They know that their a great deal of their funding comes from giving people tickets for possessing this stuff and a lot of their purpose for being uh, a police officer is in fact to give people tickets for having marijuana. All right, so Jake, any other thoughts?
8: Well, not to monopolize the conversation here or the phone lines here, but uh, I, I wanted to use the analogy of like a, a neighborhood association. And I, I try to use that when I'm explaining to people uh, who, who may not be anywhere near where I am as far as the thought of voluntarism. What are your thoughts on, on that type of analogy? Does it hold water? And I guess specifically, if you move into a neighborhood, you agree to abide by the laws in that neighborhood association. Mm-hmm. Uh, who can provide services like the roads, like?
0: I'm all in favor light. of it as long as people are agreeing to be uh, to to the rules. I don't see what the problem is with that there idea. Are few, there are a few potential
2: complications with that, depending on how they're trying to enforce that. And look at it. Thank you, you for do. the
0: call, Jake. We can look at that in a moment. It's free talk live.
5: They say we're hated for our freedoms. Their solution? Take away our freedoms.
2: Either you are with
5: us or you are with the terrorists. They spend both your lives and your money with reckless abandon. We're out of money now. We're operating uh, in deep deficits. One organization dares to dream of a world where nations compete for citizens instead of enslaving them. The Seasteading Institute is looking for pioneers to homestead the high seas and take civilization to the next level. Join the revolution at Seasteading.com.
0: This is Free Talk Live. It is your show. And you can bring up whatever you want. Toll free at 800-259-9231. It's the SACL-CAI toll free line. 1-800-259-9231. Tonight it is Ian with you. And Dale. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All of the features are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. You know, uh, Dale, I know you had some points you wanted to make about uh, neighborhood associations. Let's put that on the table for just a moment here as we continue with the phone calls, because Phil is on the line listening to WSVG in Mount Jackson, Virginia. Phil, you're on Free Talk Live.
9: How are you doing tonight, gentlemen?
0: Just great. Phil, what's on your mind?
9: Um, kind of switching topics a little bit, but something I've uh, noticed lately, browsing the different talk shows and so forth on radio and even on TV and I'm not quite sure to make of it, but it seems like a lot of these talking heads, especially on the right, have suddenly discovered this newfound love of liberty and libertarian principles.
2: Mm-hmm. That, I know exactly what you're talking about.
9: That did not exist two or three years ago. Now, i only noticed this probably within the past year.
0: Yeah. It, it didn't exist I, until uh, Barack Obama became the president, pretty much. Yeah. And it's exactly well, I, what we I, predicted I, would I, happen.
9: I some of them even were picking up towards the end of Bush's uh, second term. I, I noticed this when a lot of people on the right saw this right on the wall that, oh, wait a minute, Bush isn't a conservative. Um, but at the same time, I just I noticed this sudden shift in a lot of them. I mean, you, you see some of these other talking heads, and uh, I don't know how you feel about naming names. but
0: Name one, them out. And, Go ahead.
9: All right. Glenn Beck is suddenly the biggest purveyor of uh, liberty, and he might as well be uh, Ron Paul's biggest uh, vocal advocate all of a sudden with a lot of the stances he's coming out with.
0: You know, to Glenn Beck's credit, uh I think he's the one that deserves the credit for being the most intellectually honest amongst the uh the the conservative talk hosts. He was one oh, of I the agree. ones that was I agree. Re, he, right, he was one of the ones that was making the transition during the Bush administration, so he's he gets credit for being uh, one of the leaders, not one of the bandwagon people I think of the mainstream guys. Uh, also, he did have Ron Paul on, I believe, as a guest during Ron Paul's presidential campaign. He's had Penn Gillette on as a guest a number of times on his television show. I don't believe he is anything close to a libertarian, but uh, you know, he's he's as close as they get from the mainstream conservative talkers. Uh, yeah. But go ahead with your thoughts.
9: Well, and and I was I was going back because he's the most obvious example of this change. And I will agree that he's he moved he's been moving in this direction for quite some time. That Nan uh, Coulter –
2: wasn't Ann Coulter uh, one been, of the people who started being supportive of Ron Paul? I've never Recent. heard
9: Ann Coulter say anything supportive of Ron Paul.
2: No, I um, haven't. Not I haven't been following her anymore. But I heard someone say that. I it think she said, said she, was,
1: she has one quote. Um, you know, oh. she supported Ron Paul on something.
2: I, I know she, she, I know she made a special exception
1: no, for she, the Iraq War. <laughs> uh,
9: she, she's way too into. An, uh, uh, this was after uh, the, the election, you yeah, After her guy didn't win. Too much for <laughs> interventionist foreign policy. But another one, and I, I picked this up because I, I kind of straddle a fence between uh, libertarianism and conservatism on certain issues. And I picked up Mark Levin's book, and I was coming through that, and all of a sudden I'm reading things that I'm hearing on this show uh, and, and other media that i found, and I'm thinking, wait a minute. Where was this four, five, six, seven, eight years ago You know, when you were, you were becoming a famous talk show host? Why weren't you saying some of these things then? And I, I, I I was like, wow, do we really have to go so far into statism before people finally just wake up?
0: Yes, probably that's true, but I don't know if they're really waking up. I I don't know how much I believe uh what was his name Levin, the great one as he's called. Uh Yeah, <laughs> yeah I I don't know about uh how intellectually honest these people are being, but I can tell you that when Barack Obama won uh the uh, the presidential uh, election, the prediction was made on this show oh, that many you were going to hear The conservative hosts out there and the politicians who consider themselves Republicans all of a sudden finding liberty again. Yeah, they're going to get principled.
2: When they're not in power, they're suddenly all for liberty.
0: Right now, it's going to be, uh, you know, freedom is is an under threat. The socialists are taking over, even though their policies have been socialist for years. Uh, yeah. So they're they're completely intellectually dishonest because they're never pointing their fingers at their guys, at uh, at their loving uh, their loving Dovey Bush guy that right. was in for eight years, doing all kinds of damage to uh, to the economy but and uh, freedom.
1: The, the Republicans did do something recently that really handed uh, something wonderful to people who. Uh, believe in liberty and love liberty. Is they're going to be pushing this whole libertarian talk for a while, and and people are going to start you know picking it up as a result. But then every was, time you talk funny. to one of those, every time you yep. talk to one of these people, you're going to be able to say to them, yes, but the Republicans were in from 2000 to 2006, and what did they do? But grow the government 65 percent more than it already was. Bush growing the government more than any president up, up, up until that time. I love to talk about right. Bush's socialist programs. <laughs> so please don't fall for that crap again. Now, what are yeah, the solu- I, what I, are I the solutions? This, I don't though, know.
9: I, I do think it's a great thing, though, that's being said, because more people need to hear it. Now, as far as the politicians endorsing and so forth, um, I haven't seen too much of a change from a lot of the Republicans who are still in there. Right. Well, that's but just it. Talk is head, cheap. But the talking heads, the more they say this, and at least pay lip service to it, it gets people thinking.
0: It yeah, I agree with you.
9: Thing. And I think that it, while the how intellectually honest they all are is always, is definitely up for debate.
0: Well, yes, the Phil, fact I,
9: that I that being heard is. The beautiful
0: thing. Well, there's no doubt about it, Phil. I mean, the, the more people hear Penn Gillette talking sense on Glenn Beck show or they hear Ron Paul talking sense as a guest on whoever it is that's having him on, the more likely they are going to be to go and Google Ron Paul and then find the liberty movement through him and then you know eventually run into Free Talk Live or the Free State Project or something like this, eventually finding a real solution. I think you're right. Putting the ideas out there has value. But I think a lot of the problem comes into where the ideas are put out there simply to, to garner an Audience, right? I mean, the, the conservatives know that if yeah. they uh, if they talk about freedom when the Democrats are in control, that the conservative base that they've had uh, as their audience for a long time will get all riled up and get excited and buy their books and stuff like that. And that's what's happening, you know, uh, Glenn Beck's on the top of the bestseller list. Uh, Mark Levin's been selling all kinds of books, and so they'll you know they'll bankroll on this. And then of course when when people finally come around to uh, asking, well, what can we do? What's the solution here? They'll they'll be able to see the socialism, uh, and then they'll ask, well, what can we do? And And And, of course, the solution will be pitched to them as, well, just give the Republicans another chance, and they'll get it right next time. And the question is how many people will fall for it. It seems like most of them will because every four years it's the same old issues, the same old talking points, just with different talking heads uh, running for office. And there's just these cycles. It goes from Democrat to Republican, Democrat eight years, Republican eight years, uh, maybe four years here and there. And uh, then it just cycles right on back as though the political party has somehow changed significantly, as though anything has changed. The Republicans always talk about liberty when they're not in control, and when they're in control, they still say it's liberty when they're going over and bombing people in uh, in other countries around the world. So totally agree. will it have any any major effect on increasing the uh, the, 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 the real pro-liberty hardcores in this country? I, I don't know. I, I think you're right that some people will make their way to a true message of liberty through all of the, the morass and the noise out there. But once it's election time again, those Republican guys that are talking about freedom are just going to get right behind whatever republican uh, candidate happens to be the top candidate of the day and then once that if those republicans win you will see they will continue the policies of the democrats just like the democrats are continuing the policies of uh, the bush administration and on so on and so forth and they'll build more tyranny on top of it if it hey, if it lasts that long maybe I the wonder, u.s will crumble by 2012
2: how much does it take before people lose faith in politics Gosh, like, I don't like, know you so. like you said Ian, at least at the national level I, I've no, I lost the faith in it, period, because I think it is inherently corrupt, the, the, the nature of it. And so I've lost faith in it completely personally. And I know a lot of people disagree with me, but... But how can you at this point not have completely lost faith in politics at the national level? At least come to New Hampshire and do it here. If you must do politics, at least come do it here. I'm not I'm not I'm not uh, giving my endorsement to any kind of politics, but
0: it's baffling you know. though. I agree with you. It's completely confusing as to how people could be so blind and to believe that the next politician is the one that's really he's telling the truth now. We're gonna, yeah, we're going to get what we asked for. It's nonsense.
1: I'm even scared of uh, how people reacted with Ron Paul. I mean, it did seem like, you know, that people were, you know, had a bit of a cult of personality going around Ron Paul. Yeah. He was going to fix everything, Mark. Well, I, but, you know, at least Ron Paul, I think, was principal.
0: Hey, Phil, great call. Thank you for making it. It's exactly happening exactly as we thought it would. Uh, more on the way. It's Free Talk Live. <laughs> This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. Toll free, 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. Joining us tonight, it's Ian with you. And Dale. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features, they're free, so enjoy those. And if you like the show and want to help support Free Talk Live, you become an amplifier for as little as 3 bucks a month. We'll take that money in, reinvest it into the show, get on more radio stations around the country, bring more Internet listeners on board, and expose new people to the ideas of freedom. And you can do that at amp.freetalklive.com. You get access to perks like the amp-only call-in lines, chat room, forum, and more. All of the details are at amp.freetalklive.com. I got uh, another affiliate uh, today. Yesterday I said we had one, uh, another signed agreement come in from a new affiliate, and today another one came in. Today is a little unusual. We've actually got a radio station that's going to be joining us to take Free Talk Live on their Internet stream. Now, that happened a long time ago with WJOL in Joliet, Illinois, and they actually yeah. still have us on their Internet stream. Thanks to Zeus. And the way it yeah, – yep, you, thank you, Zeus. Uh, the, but the way that that works is uh, the reason why it's happening like this, they're going to be – this new station is – I guess I can announce it because it's starting tonight. I don't think I'll jinx it. WSYR in Syracuse, New York, fairly decent-sized market, uh, fairly popular radio station. It's a clear-channel station. Uh, They're not going to take the show on the air yet, but this is a great first step to getting Free Talk Live on the the radio waves. But what they're doing is they're going to air Free Talk Live seven nights a week on their Internet stream during the overnight shift. And the reason for that is the show they have on the air, Coast to Coast, which is the most popular overnight show in the nation. By a long, long stretch. It's incredibly uh, popular. Apparently, they charge the radio stations that, they, uh, that they're that they on. You don't have to pay to air coast-to-coast on your transmitter, but you do have to pay to put coast-to-coast on your Internet stream. It's some sort of licensing. Uh, I don't even know what the, the reason is for this, but it's I guess the, it's about the talent getting paid from what I understand. something about the advertising talent or something. I don't know. But we don't restrict our radio stations like that. So this station, WSYR, came to Free Talk Live, and they said, well, can we put your show on in place of this show but only on the stream? And I said, sure. And, in fact, they not only do they want us during uh, overnights, they also want us in place of their Yankee games. So the, the baseball companies around the country, whenever the baseball is on the radio, the stations aren't allowed to stream it. There's a really hardcore contract in place. Uh, with the with the baseball companies that says you can't stream these games because they don't want to allow people outside of a certain geographic area to be able to hear the games it's really restrictive and outrageous I've
2: heard something about that but that's fascinating
0: yeah so so that's an in for free talk live so yeah. because these baseball guys don't want to allow the stations to run their games on the on their internet streams that could be a way that we could really expand to uh, to a lot more stations so welcome to our listeners uh, in Syracuse that'll be listening to this show for the first time uh, tonight if all goes smoothly a lot of times the first time they try to do things something screws up but presuming everything works well we'll be on at 1 a.m in syracuse new york on their internet stream pretty cool wsyr so thanks to the free talk live amplifiers for making all of this possible they help us market the show they help us get on more stations and in this case more internet streams and that means more people hearing the ideas of freedom from real principled sources unlike those other talk show hosts that we were talking about a few moments ago uh, all right, so Dale, let's go back to the discussion of the neighborhood associations. The d- what we were talking about before is a private justice or a market justice, and then our caller had asked a question about. Well, what about people that get into these neighborhood associations? Would that be something that would be acceptable to us as far as agreeing to behave in certain ways and have your uh, your home kept up in certain ways? And you said there were complications uh, the, to that. The primary complication, and I guess you could derive the others from this, is
2: that you make contracts with people, not with a piece of property. And so you might have a contract with the person who moves into a house, and uh, but if that person sells their property, then, you know, What is – that's where it gets complicated because you have a contract with the person who lives there, not with their home. Yeah, but when you sell the the property, the the contract
0: goes along with it.
2: How is that working that's not – I mean that's where it sounds kind of statist because now you're – I mean how is that much different than a city that says if you move here, then these are some things that you must agree to. And before long, everything is under some contract, and now you have uh, the same thing now where I can pick a different master – well, to live the under, the I way deed leave. restrictions
0: <laughs> work now is what you're what you're presuming Dale is that everywhere would be deed restricted and i don't believe that would be the case i for one am not interested in leave, living in a deed restricted area i don't know about you but that uh, no, i
2: i i probably would not want to i'm just saying that um you've essentially created if if you've uh, attached a contract to an area where even it go you know pr- that, that that isn't really in line with property rights when you own my home then then i don't no one else gets to tell me
0: what to do on that property if i'm not harming but anyone but you you're right about that or their property. but if you bought the home with an agreement attached to it you're buying the home with the agreement so you're coming in and they're saying okay well in order to live here in shady acres You'll have to agree to blah 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 blah. Whatever it is, I think the way you resolve
2: that is they own it and you buy a very long term lease with them or something, and then they're exercising their property
0: rights and saying there's rules in this area, and so that's just another way of configuring the same thing though. What you're talking about there, I mean, whether you do it that way where they own it and you're just you're just leasing it. Or you're buying the property with essentially what's a rider, basically, a contract that goes along with it. it. Basically, they're saying you cannot buy this property from us unless you agree to these additional terms, unless you agree to pass these additional terms on to the next seller. So, therefore, you wouldn't be able to sell the property to someone else unless they also agreed to that same agreement. And for you and I, Dale, you know, yeah. free freewheeling guys, we don't want that kind of agreement, and that's why we don't live sure. in gated neighborhoods and things like that. So, I think the marketplace would provide all of the above. You would find the most restrictive, Nazi-esque uh, neighborhoods, where the neighborhood Nazis would be able to run wild with their neighborhood associations, and they'd be able to tell you that you can only paint your house in uh, puce and mauve, yeah. and uh, and then there'd be freer areas where there'd be, you know, maybe a midpoint where there's some restrictions and I don't some know. not. It, it
2: does sound very similar now, so if you don't... Know, to people who say you don't like if you don't like the you know America, then why don't you leave? And everything is effectively deed restricted. You know, and it's like so. I don't know. I don't know. I'm it not sure what keeps it from. I don't know what keeps that from happening. What keeps what from happening? The every
0: you know. I don't know what would keep you know potentially everywhere from becoming deed restricted. It's possible. Right. Some people have said that a free market world could be more restrictive than the current world we're in. That's a possibility. I mean, it's very realistic. Like, if a bunch of there's the Christian Exodus Project, right, where these uh, really hardcore people that consider themselves Christians, whether they actually are or not, is another issue. But you know, the ones that want to control your belief system, the ones that you know have a very specific, they don't like gay people, they don't like uh, bl- whatever it is, uh, they don't. Yeah, I know what you're talking they, about. They, they just the hating Christians. They want to get together and they want to bring their hate together and they want to have themselves a little place where they can live. I wouldn't want to set foot in a place like that, but there are some people that do want to be very exclusive. Some people don't want Mexicans around. Some people don't want, uh, you know, whatever. They, they they have very specific rules about what who they want to associate with. And as far as I'm concerned, let them all get together and make all kinds of restrictive rules. And don't stay away for me. Right, there's the <laughs> Go do it over there. Be, right,
2: do, be racist over there. <laughs>
0: there's the Catholic town in Florida, Ave Maria, where you pretty much have to be a Catholic uh, if you want to live there. I mean, you could yeah. probably yeah. not well, be I a Catholic. Well, I see these things
2: as alternative, better alternatives. Than what we have now, certainly. I mean, they're totally consent-based. Well, right? but yeah, Except I guess I, I, you know what I think it's those kinds of things that, um, in the same way that there are people who are concerned that like unlimited property rights could be abused, and that you know, but but really property rights, I think, in a free market, we have to work out differences over what is a reasonable property right. You know, because because like. For instance, I might say – one person might say who's very, very capitalist-oriented might say, you know, you stick a flag – your first person to get there, you stick a flag in an island, you own the island. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, there's the notion that you own – the reason we own things is because we've mixed our labor with them. And if you don't allow people to own things, then you can retroactively enslave them. If I steal something from you, I've retroactively enslaved you for the time and effort you put into it. So – there's different notions of what is sufficient to mix your labor with something and say you own it. Someone say might say I stuck a flag in it, I own it. Someone else might say I built a fence around it and I own it. Sure. Someone else might say you have to actually farm on it or build a house on it and and then that's a su- that's sufficient to say you've homesteaded it and now yes. you own it and now you can sell it because you you know and someone else and transfer ownership or whatever. So who decides? You've earned it, and well, the market does. The market does exactly. exactly. That's so there will say. be
0: different different ranges. So, I mean,
2: so I, so what you're talking about is certainly something that people will experiment with in the market. There's no doubt about it. And then it could come into dispute. Someone could say, you know what, uh, they don't have any right to 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 attach this thing to my property that I you know that I I own free and clear or whatever.
1: Or they can't say that. Yeah, I don't know. I mean. That's something I think that the market would have to one work One problem out. I see, Ian, is uh, one of the, the complaints that you have about minarchy is that it creates a government that uh, isn't going to last, even though we've, uh, you know, the, the minarchists that created a government in the United States. No, uh, I
0: don't. Uh, longevity is not an issue for me. It's force and aggression. That's uh, but, my objection but to minarchy. Uh,
1: you've, said, you've said that it doesn't work because the government grows. You, you've claimed. Oh, I don't that believe did... that a government can stay small. Okay. No, I don't believe that. And, and your, your claim is so, you know, the, the I, idea I think, is I think the it doesn't
2: work is because it's not accountable.
1: Right, but uh, that. Um, understood. So one of the problems with these deeds that you're talking about, putting a rider on a deed that uh, says that, uh, you know, well, what if 300 years ago they, on my land the uh, the the landlord said, well, you got to shoot every engine that comes on the property? <laughs> See, I mean, these these riders could go on forever. I have the deed from back in the 1700s. I've got it. I yeah. know it, Molly it, something. It does owned wreak the a bit of
0: monarchy. A little bit. <laughs> well, you shouldn't have bought that property if you didn't want to kill the engines. You are <laughs> slap nuts. <laughs> All right, hour 3 is coming up. It is free talk live.
7: This is Tim Lewis from iFreedom Direct and a veteran of Operation Iraqi Freedom. On your feet. I want you to know that as a member or veteran of the U.S. military, reserves, or National Guard, you have special rights and privileges earned through your service to your country, including special VA loan programs not available to the general public. You could purchase a new home with no down payment or refi your home up to 100% of your home's equity. You've earned these benefits through your dedication and service. iFreedom Direct, a direct VA lender, can help you discover whether you and your property qualify. Get the details at varadio.com. That's varadio.com.
5: iFreedom Direct Corporation is a private lender approved by the VA and licensed in most states. In certain states, certain restrictions and limitations apply. For a current list of licenses, disclosures, and all benefits, go to varadio.com. varadio.com. VA radio.com. This is Free Talk Live.
0: You can bring up anything if you dial the toll free number, 800 259 9231. That is the SACL CAI toll free line. And it's Ian here with you. And Dale. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site we give away, so enjoy those on us. Again, Free Talk Live. We will get to a forum post of interest here in a little bit. But first, a sad, sad story about the death of an arcade. And in just kind of the economic world we're in right now, the last thing businesses need are more taxes to pay and more regulations to follow. Especially people running arcades. Because arcades just aren't what they used to be. They don't have the... I mean, even without the government taxes and regulations, which we'll tell you about here in a moment, it's hard to run an arcade. They've been dying off for the last decade and a half, yeah, basically. Sure.
1: I, I mean, you know, it's, it's a place where video games, where you have to pay to play video games. You right. can go home and play video I think games for free.
2: that's the problem, is it's just the video games at home have gone up, have gotten so much better mm-hmm, that yeah. it's a hard market. And, and I think what you've probably noticed, Ian, is that now video arcades, uh, the whole... The whole point of going to
1: them is for a really cool interface. Yeah. It's this not is the game so much as More the experiential. They'll have the uh, Dance Dance Revolution where you have, you know, it's the big one. Which you can mm-hmm. now play at home. You know? Right. Well, you can play <laughs> the as well, DDR um, <laughs> at home and certainly it's a fun game. I don't want to diminish the home version, but the home version isn't the video game parlor version. And you can't play the, the leaned over motorcycle race game where you're on some kind of uh, mocked up yeah. motorcycle. You can't play that at home unless you happen to have the very expensive
0: things. arcade units yeah.
1: right you can't play one of these uh these jet fighter ones where the seat moves and you, right. you you bob and you weave and you duck and you um you know dive all those things that's not happening but something with a yeah.
0: joystick and some buttons that's pretty easy to right.
1: duplicate i don't know whether they've gotten the uh the the shoot and the the point and shoot games down for the television oh i love those yeah they've had those Those are my favorite
2: video games is target
1: games well they they, those are the ones those are the games that seem to be out there like the house of the dead or Mm -hmm. something like that where you and a friend go and and shoot those there are a lot of those out in the uh in the arcades and i'm wondering why it is that they have so many of those in the arcades
0: it's a tough tough business now um and and it's gotten more difficult I remember watching the arcades that I used to go to as a kid shut down down in Sarasota Florida yep. as uh, as I got older and it's just it's just hard to, to be in the arcade business because of the reasons that you're talking about here. But an Illinois village made it that much harder for a popular arcade or what at one time was a popular arcade. Uh, the Courier News reporting that a village tax on video game machines has forced a small arcade to abandon its games. The Name Your Game store located in the village of Hampshire is described by its owners as a favorite wholesome after-school hangout. That, in addition to games, offers snacks, collectible cards, and clothing. But proprietors Bob and Gina Pearson claim that a steep village tax of $250 per machine Whoa. annually Gosh. led them to dispose of their 10-game inventory. Did they, did they just want to go after these people? Who knows? I mean, They just wanted money, how, I bet. How many arcades could there have been in a little town like that? Probably. Or or, or was
2: this a syntax kind of thing? Like they thought that it was going to make people behave better and the games were bad for them.
0: Ms. Pac-Man? NASCAR Racing? I mean, apparently uh, that's sort of some of the games they have. Uh,
2: Ms. Pac-Man encourages transsexuality, (laughs) which is, you know, not healthy for children. So Air hockey? (laughs) Glow-in-the-dark
0: air hockey? They had to get rid of that, too? Uh, it says we didn't renew the licenses because the machines don't even make what you're charging in these astronomical fees. They told the the uh, the town council. Really, the machine, you know, some of these old machines don't make two hundred and fifty dollars in a year. Well, who knows? That's what they claim, but nonetheless, uh, the game companies tell us if if arcades are slower, it might be true. It might be. I don't know. i well, gosh. I mean, if maybe you, they use more power than they make. You know, uh, you who know? knows? I mean, who's who's gonna pay fifty cents to pay Ms. Pac-Man? It's not like you can raise the price on Ms. Pac-Man, right? I mean. Some some arcade games cost 50 cents and a dollar now. If you go into the new, the newer arcades that still exist, the new games, first of all, they're very expensive for the arcades to actually buy, so they have to make their money back somehow, the House of the Deads and the, the motorcycle games and the things like that. These are multiple thousands and thousands of dollars to buy these games. They can, I think, lease them in some some instances, but it's it's not cheap, uh, the overhead on these things. But if you buy a Ms. Pac-Man unit, uh, there's no way you're going to be able to get someone to pay 50 cents to play that game. So maybe it's true that they're not making $250 on them. Uh, It says here, the game companies tell us this is one of the highest fees in Illinois. We wonder if the village really researched how big this should be or if they just slapped a number on it. Gee, which do you think is the case? Like the government bureaucrats are going to research. They
1: don't
2: think in business terms. They don't think in terms of are they actually going to, you know, is this actually going to be, are they going to be able to make enough revenue for this to make sense? They don't
0: care either. They, they don't it, care. There really is a lot of
2: bureaucrats. There really is this notion that businesses just have unlimited money. They're just obviously they're all rich people because they don't have to go get a job like the rest of us. They just sit and make money off their business.
0: You and it's know? that attitude that really <laughs> belies the fact that they have no idea. Anybody that has that attitude that rich uh, that businessmen are rich uh, is really just there's somebody who's never run their own business. And I they think no part idea. of the reason
2: why businesses are rich is because the only ones who manage to function are in bed with statism mm. and they've they've crossed their they've crushed their competition yep. with all these regulations and things that are barriers to entry for competition for small business. And you and you pretty much you do end up with just big companies and corporations who are who and you have to work for those people because they're in bed with government. How do you compete with someone who's got violence on their side, and you can't use violence? You know, the rest of us can't use violence indiscriminately.
0: It says here that uh, they wonder, or excuse me, they they become a pretty big hangout for kids after school and weekends. But not having the video games this year has made a big impact in just the first two weeks. A village official told The Courier News that officials set the fee high with the understanding that the game machine distribution companies would pay. However, Gina Pearson indicated that such arrangements only occur with establishments which serve alcohol. I'm not sure what what all that even means. Look, if you charge people too much, they're going to not pay it, and then they go out of of business. Luckily, these folks are still in business because they had a few other things going on in their their shop, uh, but the arcade doesn't exist anymore. And those kids are going to go out and probably cause trouble now that they can't go to the arcade after school and play some games. Could. They could. Sad story. 800 259 9231. As arcades die all around the country, this Illinois town uh, decided to hasten the death of their local arcade. We go to your phone calls about what you want. Uh, it's Tom calling from Burning Porcupine. Which is a a kind of a camping activity that follows up the Porcupine Freedom Festival, more for the the New Hampshire hardcore activists uh, than just folks that are up visiting the state. Tom, you're on Free Talk Live.
10: Thank you, Ian. How's everybody doing there? Just hey. Super,
0: what's on your mind tonight, Tom?
10: Yeah, tonight we just want to make sure you get Dale home in time. He has a promise <laughs> of uh, breakfast for us, I believe.
2: I was going to mention that. Uh, thank you for bringing it up. Yeah, I'm going. I'm planning to leave early in the morning so I can get up there, and hopefully by about eight thirty or 9, you guys will have Ezekiel pancakes Ooh, with uh, blue- <clears throat> blueberries as long as supplies last. <laughs>
10: yeah, we're fasting tonight, so we're ready for you. <laughs> 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 we don't have quite 50 people here, so... Uh,
0: just That's pretty to good. Let you know. We're That's great. We're here
10: waiting for you. So, Tom, why did you go to
0: Burning Porcupine? Pardon? Time, why did you go oh. to Burning Porcupine, Tom?
10: I'm a Grafton residence now, so I'm here enjoying my friends around the campfire. We got a new uh, porcupine. We're. At the fire in it now, sitting by
0: it. So you are a Grafton resident. Now, Grafton is one of the more noteworthy places in New Hampshire. We talk a lot about the Free State Project on this show, a movement of thousands of liberty-minded people all converging in the same geographic region, which is New Hampshire, in order to become activists for liberty. Within New Hampshire, you've got a lot of choices as to where you're going to end up moving. You chose Grafton, which is a, a very small uh, town. Maybe 1,500 people live there. There's like a gas station, and that's about it. Uh, why did you choose Grafton?
10: Uh, because it's a blend of people. I'm sitting around here with mostly anarchists. And myself, I'm a political guy. So yeah, we're working for the same cause, and this is a good place. We all help each other, and can't find where the population is more dense of free that, staters looking for liberty.
2: But there are a fair number of people getting politically active in Grafton as well, right? In uh, my yep. understanding. I uh I would be out there already if not for uh, wanting to do the show tonight. Aw, uh, thanks, so, Dale. Yeah. Well, I missed it last week because uh, Port Fest and we were all really busy and there were a lot of interviews and things. So I got I really wanted to come on tonight. So if not for uh, FTL, I would probably already be out there. But
0: Excellent. I'll be there tomorrow morning. Well, glad you're enjoying yourself out there, Tom. And uh, people that want to learn more about it can go to burningporcupine.org. Thank you and have fun uh, this weekend. I'm going to Thank do my best know. to get out there uh, for a couple hours at some point this weekend. I know, Mark, you were talking about maybe going out for a few hours. Thinking, Thinking about so it. So we'll figure it out. And maybe we'll uh, make an appearance. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can bring up anything. Uh, we'll talk a little more about the Free State Project here in a bit. There's a, a critic. That has posted to the uh, BBS. We'll share that with you. Take your calls about anything. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up whatever you want. Toll free, 800 259 9231. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. Tonight, it's Ian here with you. And Dale. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features, they're completely free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. All right, so uh, lots to continue discussing here. We're going to take your phone calls about whatever you want. We're going to go to a different Tom. This one is also in New Hampshire. Tom, you're on Free Talk Live.
5: Uh, yeah, it's about Congressman Ron Paul's bill, H.R. 1207. To audit the Federal Reserve.
1: What about okay? it? Okay.
5: You are on the House floor and you, this bill is coming up for a roll call vote. Which way are you voting on it? Yes or no?
0: I would not be on the House floor.
5: But, okay. But Mark, you, would, you can answer would, that question. Would, yourself on the yeah, House you better ask floor. Mark. Which way are you voting on it?
1: I'm, uh, oh, it's one of those votes. I guess I'm voting for it to audit the Federal Reserve. Okay.
5: okay. Have
1: you
0: read the bill? No. Busted. Gotcha.
5: (laughs) Gotcha.
0: Thank you. (laughs) Thanks, Tom, for the call. (laughs) What? I don't know. It was cute. He was pointing out that even you wouldn't have read the bill, Mark. Uh, Well, not wouldn't (laughs) have read the bill. I haven't read the bill.
1: It's not my job to be a representative. You know what I mean?
2: I I, I say that if Mark were a representative, he would read all the bills before he signed them. You think so? The ones that I voted for? No, probably because they're too long. But he probably would, like, kind of scan them.
0: You could at the very least. Well, now, if you're not going to read the bill, you could then at least vote no and still do sort of the right thing, right? I mean, if you're voting no, it was probably a pretty safe vote. Well, they probably uh, figure
1: out that uh, you know the the no vote is the you know the, the way to get me you know to get a law through is by getting me to vote no or something yeah. like that. I've I
2: heard know. that this audit the Fed bill is like it's really trivial because apparently they audit the Fed they get audited regularly and there's just been a delay or something in um, the regular audit. No, they have not. Never been audited th- by
1: the United States government. No, they may oh, have okay. internal audit, audits, but they. Um, my understanding is no, they have never been. I,
2: um, okay, my imp- I, I read something today and I you know I've I've probably said a couple things on the show that are not really real good information. It's not like I researched them and made sure, but I read in a forum or something somewhere today that uh this was no different than previous audits. they were just trying to get it to to go ahead, go ahead because there'd been some delay
1: or something i don't think so. Okay?
2: It's hard
0: for me to get too excited about this just because I don't really think that auditing the Fed is going to lead to it being eliminated or anything like that. No. I don't think anything significant is going to come from this. I mean, the Government Accountability Office, the GAO, one of the more useful federal government agencies, is constantly auditing the federal government and constantly um, <laughs> putting out reports about how much waste and graft and corruption there is within the federal government. And, well, look what has yeah. happened.
2: Well it's you know we they they're all in bed together so it's it's and they all have you know
1: conflicts of interest and keeping all that going. And sure. The, the Federal so. Reserve is a not a government agency. It's a quasi-government agency um, because it's a board of uh, private bankers that are, that are on there. And they've never been audited before by the federal government. So if they audit them and find huge discrepancies, which, I, it, you know, so I'm told they will right now uh, with the housing crisis and all that stuff, uh, you know, Americans – are, are are tuned in to what the Federal Reserve is doing more so than they ever have been before, thus the bill's going through. And so I think if they find huge discrepancies that you could see a big uprising against the Federal Reserve.
0: What they might do if they find huge discrepancies, here's what I would predict. They'll uh, make a big hubbub about how we're serious about changing this Federal Reserve and we're going to appoint a brand new head to the board. I, I, I agree that uh, likely things like that could happen. Some old However, bureaucrat will walk don't you out with this. do you sh- think that it,
1: you know you have to take steps in order to get things? I mean, how are we going to get rid of the Federal Reserve otherwise, Ian?
0: You create an alternative currency and you uh, popularize it. They've been doing that, and they threw, the, um, they
1: threw Bernard von Nothaus and three of his employees in jail. You know, that's... I'm just saying, like, we got to do things, and this is something. I support it's politics. I mean, you know, I, I don't disagree that likely what you're saying is true. However, maybe there'll be another bill that comes out after that that'll be a little more anti-Federal Reserve. We have gotten rid of the national banks here um, in the United States before. What do I think is going to happen if they uh, get rid of the national bank and bring back a gold standard? I think that they'll <laughs> slowly corrupt the gold standard, uh... The United States government and the politicians will corrupt the gold standard, well, allowing def- fractional reserve banking, and at some point within a few decades, we'll have a national bank again. Th- That's what I think, because people don't understand money. And de- I don't declaring know what else int- to do about
0: well, it. Well, you can explain money to them fairly simply, I think. I think it's easy, It's it's not a difficult process to get people to at least have a basic understanding of what why money is the way it is I today. once
1: knew what fission was, and now I don't, mm-hmm. because I don't deal with it on a regular daily basis. And people okay. just won't understand. They're not going to retain the knowledge because they, 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 don't, they don't think about it.
0: Well, I think that along with creating alternative currencies, we also have to get away from the federal government. So a declaration of independence, I think, uh, would go a long way. Uh, getting you know New Hampshire, for instance, or another uh, state to uh, – the, the people within that state to declare their own independence and to leave, stop participating in the federal government, uh, just completely reject it. And then begin building alternative currencies or at the same time have an alternative currency available and have people declare their independence. I think that would go a long way toward uh, toward moving it forward. But you're right, Mark. I mean you can't ever uh, – you, you can, you're never safe in uh, liberty activities. Bernard right. von Nothaus right. and his crew were arrested. One of them is still in jail uh, on an immigration charge or something like that. Von Nothouse himself they- is out – uh, and he's fighting it in uh, in court. Will he end up in jail over this? I don't know. It remains to be seen,
2: yeah, I think that the the point is though, I think that they it does take massive compliance for them to keep this thing going this huge this huge tyrannical government takes massive compliance and for a few people to stand up and start calling them out on their violence and and stand up for their principles and and uh and and sometimes be willing to go to jail. I think it inspires other people. And when they have to they can't constantly crack the whip, I think it's gonna to get to the point where people just won't tolerate it anymore and there's enough wrenches. It doesn't even have to be very many people. I don't think it takes many at all to be a wrench. Uh, we're all cogs right now. We're keeping the machine going because we comply. Almost we're near one hundred percent compliance. Mm-hmm. They just crack the whip now and then to keep people in line. They just and they and they a lot of fear tactics. And people are just going to have to get scared enough and fed up enough. And, I mean, the, the government's going to have to do enough damage to the economy that we're on the verge of collapse, or, that, or maybe it will collapse. I hope not. I hope that people realize that things are going to get desperate if we don't do something. And uh, it's going to be because of government that things will get desperate. And if we do not act, then we are in big trouble. And, and the whole, to avoid that calamity, we need to start doing something now. Nonviolent resistance, uh, disobeying not being cogs but being wrenches and it only takes a few wrench in a few wrenches in the gears uh, for us to stop being cogs and be wrenches for it to but have a massive effect
0: concentrating those wrenches is uh, much more useful yeah. than having a wrench out in California and one wrench in uh, you know uh, Alabama and one ran, uh, wrench in Tennessee if we bring the wrenches all here to New Hampshire and then engage in that uh, that and we, process and
2: if people see that that's actually having an impact
0: yeah. then they're like oh
2: then they get inspired maybe there will be wrench, the same right. things happening in other places but well, we We can show them
0: here. We had the guy call in earlier who was commenting on the fact that I went and paid property taxes, which is an obedient thing. I'm still paying uh, because I don't want to be thrown from my home at this point. But I did go and I paid with $1 bills, and we made a a spectacle out of it. We brought cameras uh, along, and the video is, by the way, now online. You can see it at ObscuredTruth.com. Our buddy Sam has done a great job putting another uh, – it's actually his first video release since – he was released from jail, so right. ObscuredTruth.com, you can see that happening, and he pointed out that even though it may not have had a positive effect on the bureaucrats that were in that room, and we really don't know because we didn't get to interview them, but it did have a positive effect on him as somebody who's watching from a distance and is paying attention to what's happening here in New Hampshire and is seeing a level of activism here that just doesn't exist anywhere else, though somebody says that's not the case, and Mark, we'll get to the uh, the critic here in a moment. This is Free Talk Live. You dial in about anything. Free Talk Live amplifiers get access to higher quality archives free of commercial breaks and other perks. Join AMP for just $3 per month at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, your show. You take control of the airwaves. Toll-free number 800-259-9231. That's the Cycle cai toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Dale. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. Get signed up for the updates. We'll keep you in the loop. Whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live, just go to updates dot free talk live dot com. Get on the list free. That's updates. dot dot com.
1: Join more than half a million people who've trusted LegalZoom.com dot com for their common legal documents. Incorporate your business, create a will or living trust, even register a trademark. Empowering you, protecting you with common legal documents that people trust. LegalZoom.com. dot com. If you use code FTL to save ten dollars, you can save ten dollars off your order. It's LegalZoom.com. dot com.
0: Toll-free number again, 800-259-9231. A lot of talk on this show about the Free State Project for obvious reasons. We're all Free State Project participants. We've moved here from our old lives in wherever it is we've come from, Uh, Florida in our case. uh, Dale, you moved from California, originally from Georgia. We've all moved here in order to get active for liberty because we agree The idea that concentrating activism, taking the great liberty activists that we have around the country, bringing them to the same geographic location and concentrating their activism in the same place is going to make a difference. Whereas up until this point with the just the dilution uh, that this movement has where the activists are just they're almost alone where they currently are. Uh, has been so crippling to the movement that uh, this is the step that was necessary to be made in order to have the liberty movement really take hold and have some success. I believe that we've seen evidence that that is true over uh, over the last few years here in New Hampshire. New Hampshire.
2: I agree, and I would like to briefly add, without derailing your topic, that it improves your own life immediately because it's just uh, there's such great people here, and spending yes. your life with the people here is a great way to improve your life right away.
0: Absolutely, my social, <laughs> my level of socialization here in New Hampshire is way above what it used to be in Florida. I never went, h- hardly went anywhere in Florida and, and did things, whereas here I'm all over the place. Yeah,
2: absolutely, and oddly enough, I would say that my stress level overall is way down. I mean, partly because awesome. I made changes to my lifestyle, but I think partly too because you get this sense of frustration at how horrible things are and how helpless you are and it's so overwhelming and the government is so tyrannical and invasive and and evil and there's nothing you can do about it and and just doing something and being with people who also want to do something that's like a relief valve for all that stress that is there's this, there's something you get that out of the fact that you are doing something, and, and, and we're seeing mm-hmm. little impacts all over the place right, right. now, and it's growing and snowballing, it hasn't and all been a of miracle. that is encouraging. Right, it hasn't right. been a
0: miracle. The government hasn't just closed up shop and gone away, uh, no. but I think that some of the people in the government are coming to understand that the freedom activists aren't going away. They may have been telling themselves up until this point, well, it's just a fluke. There's some people, come, just a bunch of kids. It's no big deal. And they'll they, fizzle out and grow up and start, uh, you know, they'll grow up and agree with coercion eventually. That's kind of been some they, of the
2: positions. They're since. so used to intimidating people to get their way. They, you know, in, inspiring fear, flaunting their authority, and that's not working on us. And I right. think that's, a, they're a little bit scared, which is, there's no reason to be scared of us. We're not going to do anything to they're them. They're
0: scared to lose their power. Right. They're scared, they're scared of
2: losing their power, and they don't know how to deal with us. Because the normal intimidation tactics
0: yes. don't work. So uh, with that in mind, we're going to get to a post here in a moment that uh, ties into all this. Somebody is being very critical of the Free State Project, and they're full of misinformation, so we'll correct that. But first, we go to West Virginia, where Tom is listening to WVTS. Hello, Tom.
11: Hey, this is Tom, the neocon. How are hey, you guys Tom. doing? Hey, What's Tom? on your mind tonight? Yeah, um, first of all, I wanted to let you all know I joined a bureau crash
0: the other night interesting what a perfect organization for you <laughs>
11: <laughs> thank you very
0: much i quit bureaucrash a few <laughs> weeks ago why well because they're not a, a liberty oriented group anymore they're uh, just another conservative lobbying organization at this point oh really well, that's how i feel I'm, about it I'm gonna lose you well that's okay because i joined free agents uh fr33agents.net which is a, a real liberty oriented social networking we- uh website uh, that is actually run by liberty-loving people, uh, specifically the guys from the Motorhome Diaries and uh, another crew of, uh, and a behind-the-scenes crew of some great folks as well. They're, they're picking oh. up the baton where Bureau Crash dropped it. They sure are, and they're doing a great job of it too. Those guys are awesome. Tom, I still have hey, my my Bureau Crash membership.
11: You don't think the Cato Institute is the what, what's the institute that's backing them? I forgot. It's the
1: CEI,
0: the Competitive Enterprise Institute. But no, I don't think Cato is is particularly principled either. No, I don't. I yeah
11: they have been kind of uh seem like they're in the pocket of the Republican Party, which of course being a neocon I have no problem with that <laughs>
1: yeah. I like Republicans on a local level because they they have a harder time killing
0: people there <laughs> so uh, so what what did you have on your mind tonight
11: well, I was I was ask you guys about Walmart how they've how Walmart has changed their i don't know public perception over the past year or so it seems like they've really done a a bang-up job trying to clean up their image. They went from being the the company that was, you know, all the mom-and-pop stores were getting, you know, eaten up by them, and now they're the, you know, they're an environmentalist, uh, you know, in the pockets of the environmentalists, apparently. You know, they try to give that image, and they made a statement recently where they were trying to uh, agree with the Obama administration's plan to, you know, uh, have uh, the, the health care, you know, the, the single-payer, and I thought how interesting that Walmart, who's already done such a bang-up job with shutting down so many mom-and-pop stores, now they want Oh, to-
0: come on. Now, f- first of all, I don't know yeah. if what you're saying is true. We're going to have to take you at face value that that Walmart has come out in favor of universal health care. That's, that's mm-hmm. shocking to me, considering that Walmarts have uh, mm-hmm. clinics in, inside. A lot of Walmart locations, Super Walmarts, for instance, have clinics where they're offering cash doctor services, so it seems very unlikely that they would get behind uh, some sort of universal health care. But please stop. Please stop repeating. You say you may be wrong. That's good. Please Mm -hmm. stop repeating the myth. One thing you are wrong about is the idea that Walmart has just been putting mom and pops out of business left Mm -hmm. and right. And it's just an excuse that poor business owners uh, that bad business people use as an excuse to go out of business. Oh, I can't do business anymore because of Walmart. Well, let me tell you, there's a Walmart here in Keene. And it's relatively new. It's, I think it's new as within the last decade or so. And there's still plenty of mom-and-pop stores around here. There's a mom-and-pop bicycle store where I went and bought. I bought my bike after Walmart did a really crappy job of providing me with a bicycle. I went and got great service at a local store. And everybody knows that mom-and-pops can do a much better job of providing customer service and, uh, and support to their customers than a Walmart or other big box chain store can do, and plenty of mom-and-pop stores are still going strong and surviving next door to uh, to Walmart. So it's just poppycock to say that Walmart comes into a town and kills off all the mom-and-pops. It's nonsense.
11: Well, I, I you really threw me for a, for a curve, because I really thought that you would have a, have a different opinion on that, but I, I, I must you know correct myself by saying that I I'm I agree with you on the on on the on the, the big scale I don't think that they do personally do damage to mom and pop stores I think it's all about competition
0: it's what it's but about it's
11: their perception it's their perception you know they've done a really good job at their PR you know because they, they went from being the you know the, the unions were you know chomping at the bit to get into the stores and now it seems like They've thrown everybody a bone with certain uh, policy statements that the company has had, and now everyone's laying off them.
1: Tom, I'd encourage know. you to, to to wait and see with as far as that goes, because uh, you know the the folks that we're talking about here—the environmentalists, the the union lobbies, the the Democrats of the world—they um, they, they don't take kindly to people outside of their group trying to co-opt their message. I'd like to point out to you, if you'll recall, uh, George Bush writing every American a check. Two or three times uh, during his administration and uh, Walmart. and uh, bringing on a, a socialized uh, a pharmaceutical system for the older people and uh, mm-hmm. you know basi- basically br- making America that much more socialized the the No Child Left Behind policy was instituted during George Bush this whole you know socialist paradigm that they uh, that the george bush uh, propagated well i think was really to to try to denude the um or uh, you know uh, emasculate the the democratic party so that the republicans would rule forever how did that work tom
11: it's not working too well right now no no, no because those people those
1: ahead. people want the power and they know
0: who has it so they'll figure out some way to vilify them tom any other thoughts for us tonight
11: uh, no, that's about it. I just wanted to see where you uh where you guys were on I'm a fan of
0: Walmart, Tom. I think that uh I don't I don't necessarily I don't necessarily agree with all of their store policies, uh the censorship policy. It's certainly not a perfect business and what businesses are. But as far as helping people that uh, don't have a lot of money, Walmart does a great job of that. They help reduce costs for the average consumer, buying the things they need for living every everyday life, and reduced costs means more money in their pocket at the end of the week for them to spend on other things or save or whatever. And, and to that end, Walmart has done a great job. It's free talk live. More coming up. <laughs> Talk Live, it is your show. You can bring up whatever you want, though only moments remain. So we might be able to sneak your call in if you make it right now to 1-800-259-9231. That's the Sickle CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Dale. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com, all of the features we give away. Now, if you enjoy the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, one of the ways you can do that is by going to promote.freetalklive.com. Oh, wait. Instead of promoting that, let's talk about voting, because it is the beginning of the month. We didn't mention this last night. Uh, every month, the uh, the podcast alley voting statistics are reset. It's a clean slate at the beginning of every month. And for the last several months, as long as I can remember, almost a year, I think, at this point, maybe longer. We have been number one month after month, and it's all thanks to listeners like you going and voting. It doesn't matter if you're an Internet listener or a listener on the radio. If you have access to the Internet, you can vote for us. So please take a moment, and it really only does take a moment. Go to vote.freetalklive.com. That's vote.freetalklive.com. You'll only need an email address, and that's only used to verify that you're a real live human being and not some sort of uh, voting robot. So head on over to vote.freetalklive.com, cast your vote for Free Talk Live, and help us uh, climb to the top of the charts again. I don't actually, I actually haven't looked today, so I'm not sure where we're at at the moment. Oh, we're number one, and it's by a good stretch. We're number one? Well, we yeah. still need your votes. If oh, you, yes. If you haven't done it yet, please go to vote.freetalklive.com, and while you're at it. Head over to vote.anarchyinyourhead.com. Dale is uh, joining us every Thursday night. He doesn't get paid to come here to do this show. He uh, likes doing it, thank goodness. Uh, But I like his comic strip. Anarchyinyourhead.com is the strip. You can go there and you can uh, get two brand new comics every single week as well as some very uh, very brilliant editorialization, some essays.
2: Uh, That's a good description, I guess, yeah.
0: And uh, so sometimes the comments uh, – the comics, rather, come with uh, sort of short editorials, and sometimes you just post full-on essays, full articles, which are very good, very well written. It's great content, but you need votes, but you need them we, – we only do it I'm, once a month. You need them every single day. I right need Dale? them every day.
2: They're e- a little bit easier uh, than than the other vote. But you don't does, need an email address. to vote You don't for need me? an email address. You don't need. Uh, you really just have to verify that you're not a bot by answering a little logic question that's okay. really simple. Yes. And uh, actually, we're. I, I'm higher than. I should say we are higher at AnarchyInYourHead.com because I consider all the fans and everyone is part of it. Uh, people who inspire me. We are like 21 today. The last I checked. Is that a record? Yes. It's uh, it's 21 out of thousands of comics. And wow. if we actually get into the top 10. And I'm right at the top of the page, and they show my banner and everything. Ooh. And I'm getting a fair number of hits just from being in the on the front page. Cool. Uh, yeah. So that's really – and Mark is a big part of that. Mark is a great promoter. If anyone doesn't know, if you need marketing <laughs> advice or if you want to hire a marketing person – Mark is amazing at stuff like this. And I I'm, I'm to not to get, get a kudos. percentage if you hire Mark. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I'm not. That,
1: I'm not cheap. And uh, <laughs> well, you I, shouldn't be cheap. cheap. You're good at it. I've so. got a job I love, and okay. uh, you know, yes, well, I, am I didn't good. know if
2: you. Free, I didn't know if you moonlighted or anything like that. I guess not. I I, well,
1: you know, I've certainly <laughs> moonlighted in a few jobs since uh, I've taken on Free Talk Live. However, um, you know, I'm not. <laughs> Not looking to do that. I'm just, uh, I get behind projects I'm interested in, the Free State Project. Um, I like Anarchy in your head, probably because I have this un, uh, unhealthy desire to push things up uh, web charts. And <laughs> he's, I just like to watch things go up rankings. on I think on he the was web.
2: disappointed, though. He's like, only 21. You know, last was, month it was 51. This month it's 21. Well, if, and it was 51 because of Mark last month, too. I if mean, we he pushed get, it up to that. So. If, if
1: we, by we, <laughs> I mean me, um, if we could get into the top 10, there's an added bonus where we get a, a banner and uh i i want to see the um the anarchy in your head banner uh put on this uh, TopWebComics.com site with all these other uh you know th- these are some really great comics in here mind you the, the ones you're competing against but
0: uh well luckily success breeds success uh, yep. And so, having it being being at twenty one is going to draw more people to it. More people will be more likely to vote. And as you say, you've made it prominent, right? So if somebody yeah. just goes to anarchyinyourhead.com, just on their on a top their left corner
2: is a little blue button that has the ranking top
0: web comic on every
2: comic, and that button will take you there. Okay. Or you can go to vote
0: So every day vote.anarchyinyourhead.com, or at least when you think about it, certainly the very bare minimum <laughs> when you're there actually looking at the comics, just make a, a point to click on that. It'll it makes me happy just to see it move up. And don't check don't every day. Don't forget vote.freetalklive.com. And there's oh, also, there's I also win-
2: facebook.anarchyinyourhead.com.
1: I keep a window <laughs> open while I'm working just so that I can refresh every once in a while and see how much i am <laughs> managed to push it up by uh, you know mentioning it on Facebook and
0: you know bothering my friends well, on I am things that, like Mark. that. So there you go. Uh, some things to do to help us out. It makes a big difference. Uh, let's go to your phone calls and talk to Ken in New York. Ken, you're on Free Talk Live.
4: Hey, hey guys. How are you doing? Hey,
0: what's on your mind tonight, Ken?
4: I uh, just want to preface this. I am your uh, persistent geologist who uh, notifies you about the White Mountains.
0: Yes. Uh, really? You're, you're you're obsessed with geology, and I think it's wonderful because I've learned a few things from you, and uh, it's been very interesting so far. So go ahead.
4: It, it, it is an obsession. But um, I had a story to relate about the free market and drug testing. Sure. Um, recently I had a job for work where we needed to get drug tested, And typically, our company is opposed to it because, as my boss has said, they need a warrant to search your house. Why can they take your piss for free? Um, But what happened was, I was given really, really short notice, and so I took one of the herbal detox kits and passed the test with flying colors.
2: Wow! Yeah, I hear those I, things work. Yeah, I had a friend that swears by them. He said he, he sold them in a store that he worked at. He, he he didn't own the store; he just worked there. But he was frequently selling them, and he had people come back and tell him it worked uh, quite frequently. So,
0: how short of notice are we talking about
1: here?
4: Um, I, I was given six days' notice. So.
1: Oh, that's not. Uh, you, you know, <laughs> in uh, they used to give uh, drug tests while I was in prison, and people would uh, sort of. Plan ahead by drinking a bunch of water. If they found out that they were on the list or whatever mm-hmm. reason, you, know, you could buy the list from people. It wasn't that <laughs> big of a deal. <laughs> but they would just drink several cups of water and just dilute themselves. And would and, that work? And, and, you know, well, it would depend on how much Hit you miss. had. You know, there's Hit also miss. some really good advice on a on a movie that's
2: called The War on the War on Drugs, where they give a little they little, give a little tutorial about
0: that. So, uh, so you're just letting people know that the herbal clean kit uh, worked for you.
4: Um. Partly what I came to a conclusion was is that this is actually the free market in work, and people are demanding these supplies because they are having these unreasonable tests put upon them. And Mm -hmm. no matter what you try and do to restrict somebody's freedom, they're going to find a way around it.
0: Yeah, so it seems. The marketplace is very inventive. There's no doubt about it. Any other thoughts for us tonight, Ken?
4: Um, I think that's about it.
0: All right, dude, thanks for the call. Appreciate Yes, sir, I appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. All right, Mark, let's jump into uh, the forum post, the critical forum post toward the Free State Project, see if we can answer a few objections. For I don't know if we're going to
1: get into it very quickly, but uh, this uh, this comes from, uh, I've, I've had a conversation with this guy since then on the BBS, and I think I've found out where he's coming from, Okay. but I'd like to just uh, point out some of the, the things that he's, uh, he's talking about here. His name's Fat Cat, and he's uh, on the BBS forum, and... You know, that's a rough and tough place. So if it sounds rough and tough, it's because uh, he's a product of his environment. Mm, He's uh, talking about a guy who says, I'm not a porcupine anymore because he has to move to Colorado rather than moving to New Hampshire for family and business reasons. So he says, uh, Fat Cat says, it's not like you're missing much. If living in New Hampshire coincides with your other plans, then I'd recommend you engage in the uh, New Hampshire liberty movement. However, the idea that New Hampshire is somehow the holy grail of freedom, liberty in our lifetimes, LOL, um, for those of you who aren't on the Internet, that means laugh out loud. Or even uh, some last bastion of American liberty is a joke and entirely out of touch with the facts on the ground. It's been nearly ten years since foundation, and only 720 people have actually moved. Hundreds of who, uh, hundreds. Okay, of whom stop are... right there.
0: The Free State Project idea was founded as an idea in 2001. The organization was built around that so after years. afterwards. Yeah. And the vote was taken in 2003 for New Hampshire was as was chosen as the the state the destination Correct. state. So the move to New Hampshire has not actually first of all the move to New Hampshire hasn't begun until Free State Project reaches 20,000. But there are early movers who are who have moved already at this point. So the early movers could only begin moving as of late 2003. I believe it was October of 2003. So pretty much 2004 to now is when those hundreds of people have moved. It's not as though they've been moving since 2001. Just a point of clarification.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's, there's, you know, there's, there's some facts in here that I would prefer to edit, too. Also, um, the 720 movers, when I signed the statement of intent and when I signed up for the first 1,000, neither one of those, uh, the things that I signed up said that I would tell the Free State Project when I moved into the state. I did not sign up to give them my information and the fact that i have has only been something i felt like doing people that are libertarian types voluntarist types agorist types these are the probably the the, the hardest people to uh get, wrangle up yeah, yeah. To, to get to you know on board to doing this kind of thing they like their privacy they you know they don't like to be able to be told what to do yeah, the rules don't uh don't, they don't feel like the rules necessarily apply to them in every case so the 720 number, I think it's probably double what it is. That's just my opinion. It's just it's just speculation and tired. It's wild speculation. Yeah, I, I have no know.
0: idea. I'm not going to speculate on that, but I One will say... One thing I know for sure is 720's wrong. I will say that we're out of time for tonight, yeah. but... This is the hub for liberty activism. There is no doubt about that. Anybody who's been to the Porcupine Freedom Festival knows this. Anybody who's been even just to uh, the social events that we have, the social Sundays, the regular uh, Taproom Tuesdays, the things like that where activists get together in larger numbers at regular social events than sometimes you might see at a state convention for like a libertarian party. There are more activists on the ground here than anywhere else for liberty, and there is no doubt about that. We'll see you tomorrow night at freetalklive.com.
8: Get on the ground, mother... You and your spouse are going to jail and your kids are going to child protective services. You're busted for possession of, marijuana. possession of marijuana. Hi, I'm Barry Cooper, ex-narcotics officer trained by the DEA. My DVD, Never Get Busted, has recently received world attention. I've switched sides and I'm now touring America with the message to end this war on people that has been labeled the war on drugs. Go to Barry's website, nevergetbusted.com and order your DVD to Never Get Busted. On it, I'll t- teach you secret drug enforcement tactics and how to avoid narcotics profiling. How to conceal your stash. And I'll teach you how to fool drug dogs every time. I'll teach you how police know when you're lying. You'll get to go on patrol with me and watch actual marijuana arrest on the highway. And learn the mistakes citizens made that landed them in jail. Go to NeverGetBusted.com and arm yourself with the information you need so you'll never have to hear these words. Get on the ground, mother. You and your spouse are going to jail and your kids are going Log to Log on jail. to NeverGetBusted.com. Um...